I've been doing this already now for weeks. Yeah. This is week 62. You know, I've been doing this for six, like me personally. Like, yes, I now I had you on for two week, mm-hmm. two weeks. Uh, of course, my friend Brian, Eddie, uh, Gonzo's been on, uh, Matt Castillo from Matt and the Herdsman. You know, like, I've had mm-hmm. people on, and, and it's interesting because I, I hear those very those variations, and like, man, like, you know, mine's kind of, yeah, well, of course it's, quote, I mean, it's consistent. Yeah, yeah, you're, it's, you're, it's, it's, I mean, I, I hate to say it's a dumb moment, but it, well, yeah, it's you're, like, you're it, collecting make, data. That's, right. That's one of the most dumb moments ever right. because we're all doing it. You can adjust this. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, and and it's funny because I f- I wonder. This is one of my main my macro questions as far as like futuristically looking back is like w- once I get people on here and they listen to themselves like where they notice like oh do I sound like that like you know like, they kind of mm-hmm. like question not maybe not this was one of the better times actually I I've sounded worse <laughs> here we're still adjusting here a little bit <laughs> what was uh you were saying some you had mentioned before I'm like hold on stop 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 talking oh okay okay what yeah say, yeah I, I, we start with that what were you gonna say all right that? well what I was gonna say was that uh it's funny because some of the stuff that I was like kind of like recounting to you like I've thought over a lot in my own mind and uh to say it out loud to somebody is a little bit different and have somebody else kind of dissect that mm, right it, it, to get it, an extra it totally freshens it yeah yeah because it was already something that i was just already bored with in my head <laughs> right oh man okay we're, we're gonna get to self-talk and you being you getting in your head and because that's yeah. one thing that i that i've dealt with as far as like positivity and and trying to be better to myself right and i i feel like i, got, a, I have a real good piece on that a lot of people kind of like they go extrovert, not not necessarily extrovert. It's not the right word, but they go they go out instead of in when they get frustrated with something. So they they put mm-hmm. it off. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little excerpt, and this is new information because last time last week, um, I was telling you how like I felt, or at least to my to my knowledge, up until this podcast that I'm gonna I took an ex- excerpt from, um, I said that it's in your genes. Like a lot of things that you do, at least that was my first mm-hmm. initiation, my initial like thought. Uh, like as far as theory. things being instinctual, you yeah, mean, yeah, or? yeah. Where where people well, like we, we we talked a little bit, t- we touched base just on intuition and stuff like that, and then I brought up how like because we got into like your parents and like how your parents mm-hmm. w- how your parents have now reflected on you and how you act now. Like oh, I get this from my dad. I as get a result, mom. yeah, right. And so I my initial just initial thought because I haven't done any scientific research mm-hmm. was that oh, it's in your DNA, it's in your it's in your makeup, it's in your build and how and this do- this doctor. Um, his name's Doctor. I don't. I'm gonna. I don't want to parse this, but Doctor Gaber. I don't know. It's it's spelled M A T E, but I feel like it's probably Maite or May. I don't know. He's not from here. You'll hear his accent right now. And I'm gonna play an mm-hmm. excerpt from this because this episode just came out maybe a few weeks ago. It's on. It's on the Tim Ferriss show, and I talk about Tim Ferriss a lot. I have three of his books here in my room, and uh, so he's he's one he's one of those people that has helped me just get better, uh, physically better. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of things I take from him, um, he's led me then to Tony Robbins and like some other people. Yeah, a lot of his ideas have worked for you, right? And they've worked for me exactly. Like, mm-hmm. like in, you know, in 2015, 2016, I lost twenty five pounds in twenty sixteen. You know, in, in one year, I lost twenty five pounds. I got to see it, right? Right? Yeah, because yeah, that, yeah. that was right when I got to meet you, and you know, totally. we're starting like, all that that event, that little adventure yeah. that we've had up, up leading up to now. T- we're in twenty eighteen yeah. already. Like, it's already been That's two years. That's how long it took <laughs> for right. us to do this. For, yeah. for us to get well, even then, you know, for for me to figure out, like, man, like. There's something about conversation and, and mm-hmm. wanting to record this and and put it on paper, put it on tape, not really paper, mm-hmm. put it on tape. But uh, I'm gonna play this excerpt. It's probably about three minutes, and then we'll jump right into All right, the yeah. rest of it. Let's do it. 
health and longevity. That's what I was saying before, that those early adaptations, like pushing down your feelings when the pushing, uh, feelings are too painful, will help you as an infant, as a young, young child, but then they cause problems later on. The tuning out that you do to, to, to protect you from the stress in your environment, if you're very sensitive, it doesn't take a lot of stress, uh, helps you and you're, but in the long term becomes a problem. That's exactly what they're saying. Yeah. Now, I'll jump a few pages ahead to what they say about brain development. And this is so crucial, and it's so crucial because they still don't teach this in medical schools, even though scientifically it's not even vaguely controversial. The human brain develops an interaction with the environment. It's not genetically programmed purely. Here's what they say. The architecture of the brain is constructed to an ongoing process that begins before birth, continues into adulthood, and establishes either a sturdy or a fragile foundation for all the health, learning, and behavior that follow. Not some of the health learning, all the health learning. Now notice what they say. First of all, the architecture of the brain is constructed to an ongoing process that begins before birth, which already means what happens in the womb already has an impact on you. So if your mother is stressed and she's got high levels of stress hormone, that's already affecting your brain development. And when you think of all the stressed pregnant women out there, no wonder we've seen so many kids in trouble. And we know from American studies, international studies, that when mothers are stressed, uh, their placenta will naturally have more cortisol and adrenaline, the stress hormone. Those kids will be more likely to have stress issues later on, abnormal stress hormone levels even at one year of age, behavior problems, learning problems, and so on. Which tells us a lot as to why adopted kids have so many more problems. That's another issue. But the next paragraph is key. The interactions of genes and experiences literally shapes the circuitry of the developing brain and is critically influenced by, in other words, the circuitry, the chemistry of the brain, and which centers and which circuits and which systems develop and which neurochemicals will be presented in what quantities depends on the early environment and is critically influenced by the mutual responsiveness of adult-child relationships, particularly in the early childhood years. In other words, the most important influence shaping the physiological development of the brain is the quality of parent-child relationships. Now, when parents are stressed or distracted or workaholics, like I was a, a, a young parent, uh, if there's instability, economic troubles, relationship troubles, unresolved trauma on the part of the parent, Loving parents who are just stressed, that'll interfere with the child's brain development. That's why we're seeing so much more ADHD now, so much more autism and so much more other problems because of stress in, the f in, in, in society that affects the parenting environment. In other words, yes, there's physiological problems with the brain, but it's not a genetic issue. It's related to early experience. So when you look at brain scans of adults that are troubled brain scans, as you do in addicts, you're not just looking at the impact of addiction, you're also looking at the impact of childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. and, and childhood stress. And this has been shown over and over and over and over again. So there's no separation between the physiology and the psychology. So if you come to me as an addict and you say, I got such and such, and I ask you, what does it do for you? And you say it numbs the pain. Then my question is, where did you develop the pain? What happened? And then we have an inquiry. And now it no longer becomes a shameful thing that you chose this, nor does it mean that you're stuck with it because you got this genetic problem. We get it as an adaptive response to something that happened, and we can heal that. The reason why addiction treatment is failing is because physicians don't understand this. They keep dealing with the effects, which is the addiction, and the behaviors, which are the effects of the addiction, but not the cause, which is the childhood distress. 
And the impact of childhood distress that carry into adulthood, in other words, how we stay prisoners of childhood. And so present methods of treatment in psychiatry, in addiction medicine, in childhood psychiatry deal with effects rather than causes. And this is why we're so ineffective at it. So, so listening to that, th this episode, so this episode again is, is Dr. Gabe, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Gaber, G-A-B-O-R-M-A-T-E. I just don't want to butcher the last name. Uh, but this episode came out, I'm trying to get some information here. Uh, it was February, damn it. Wait, wait, it was, it was late February, I'm, I'm trying to find it here, but let me see. Here it is. February 20th. The thing is, uh, Tim Ferriss doesn't uh, label, like, he doesn't number them the way I number them. And, like, mm -hmm. Jocko and some other guys, some other people number their episodes. Yeah. And he, he used to. But, honestly, I think I think it's the fact that he does so many episodes. Like, because he doesn't record per week. He just records a bunch of episodes and then, like, he'll, like, just stagger them accordingly. Like, you know, just start he, releasing he, them he, yeah. some, one week maybe he'll do three and one week maybe he'll do one. You know, like it, it, there's there's no schedule the way I do it. I I try to keep me on keep me on a schedule because it allows me to stay consistent. Yeah, to be productive. Because one thing that I for sure we needed to figure out was like, okay, where where am I gonna go with this? But like, okay, do I care about it enough to for this one to be to want to be consistent? Anyways, we can we can now just venture into like that because okay. that pretty much I think helps maybe you because you 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 would say you're not a good you weren't a good student. Yeah, and it's like, and it's, and and mm -hmm. the thing is, like, we're here. Like, this is also one of my points. Like, as far as being here to learn, being here to kind of just uh, move forward, right? And uh, but now understanding, like, hey, okay, my parents probably went to this, and there's actually a line there because the the macro of this part of the, and I'm gonna talk about this next week uh, individually. I'm gonna I'm gonna really dissect this podcast because it, mm -hmm. it was so good, but because the macro is addiction, you know, and why why. Like AA, he he brings up AA and like he he I think he even knows like the founder or some, something like that. Either way, mm -hmm. the point is like that they don't talk about the psychology behind it. They don't talk about okay, what else could what could actually work? Because he he then goes into psychedelics and shit like that. Oh, okay, he, he brings up psilocybin. He brings up uh, ayahuasca. He brings up all that stuff that even nice. me and you have talked about. Yeah, totally. And me and just out of pure curiosity, I'm just like, oh my god, like this stuff is kind of blowing my mind. Well, yeah, definitely. Stemming back from Sturgill Simpson, who's a country singer, you know. Mm -hmm. he, I've talked about Sturgeon every, every once in a while, but uh, his interview with, with Joe Rogan led me to, like, the whole ayahuasca, like, okay, what does this mean, and psilocybin, and definitely, all yeah. that stuff. I just, like, what? Like, I never, just never, you know, fucking yeah, mind-blowing. Anyways, but, yeah, like, the physiology behind it, what um, was your first take on, on what you just heard right now? Now, if you can try to quick, I mean, as quickly as you can, obviously, we're, mm -hmm. we're, we're not in a tight schedule, but yeah. as far as, like, First, first initial initial thoughts on like that. Well, the uh, the whole idea about um, it not being entirely genetics and having to do with uh, kind of like if the mother is stressed, that's going to interfere with the development of of brain function or whatever. Because um, even if it still was genetics, it's just an opportunity to rewrite it. You know, to manipulate right. it. Yeah. You know, so it really doesn't even conflict or disagree with the idea of it not being genetic but just how how much it is affected by what's happening around around right the envi yeah. environment plus the you know you yeah, as yeah, a totally. being as a being create developing your own brain yeah yeah you know because to me it totally it, uh 
the the whole information made it kind of irrelevant whether or not it was ge- genetic. Right. It right. Was, it yeah. was more about the effect. Right. Because for me, because yeah. and this, like I said, there there was, there was no research done. So for me, my initial just my I, I don't even want maybe presumption assumption. I don't I don't mm-hmm. I wouldn't know which word to use correctly right now. But just the initial, like, well, it makes sense. I mean, if our, if our DNA is our makeup, we were taught in school, like, your oh, it DNA totally makes does sense. this, yeah, and, yeah, it's, and it's, our it's genes really do this. And you, oh, and then what? What do our parents tell us? You're just like your dad. You're yeah. just like your mom. What do your family members that tell comparison. you? Oh, you're such. You look exactly like your dad. You look exactly yeah. like your mom. You know, like you always had that comparison growing up. Oh, and totally, because maybe you do look like your dad, and if <laughs> right. you look like him, then maybe that's true too. Yeah, you know. So yeah, totally. So getting that, you know, because and maybe it's. I don't know if it's. Part of any other culture, because obviously we're not any other culture. We're you know Mexican American. Yeah. You know, we grew up in a, especially, and especially being in the United in the United United States, but in the in the Valley, you know, lower South Texas that people, a, a yeah. lot of people still don't know anything about. You yeah, know, border like, towns. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like no, like this is it's different here. Yeah, it's and its, and own, it's its own seclusion. It's you definitely know? It's, its, its own, own thing. It's not just the small town thing. It's not just the, <laughs> the coast of the, the border town thing. It's it's, it's like no, there's a hundred there's a hundred yeah. miles here. People that across like, you know east to west, there's a hundred miles of land that people yeah barely have any information about. Like even like like uh, this week, you know, for the for the it, ro- it's all I know, and I know it's kind of weird. Right, right. Yeah. Have you okay? What a, have you traveled? Well, you've traveled with your bands and stuff like up San Antonio yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like that. Dude, but, but, but it's all been in Texas. Okay, I've, I've left uh, Texas by like leaving the country to go into mexico but that's it dude yeah. i haven't well no i've been to florida i left i left out there uh that was a little quick vacation um how was that well when, when, when was that what'd you do that was what's the story that was a, a birthday and like my Your family birthday? yeah my, oh, I was, nice. it happened to be my birthday and my family was going on vacation and we went to disney out there in florida nice. That was I'm going they, to Disney. Th- I'm going to Disney World for the first time this yeah, summer. That yeah, that was the that's the first and only time I've been. <laughs> it was cool. Well, how old were you? Um, I think I think I turned thirty. Oh really? So this was like recent, yeah, like recent, more yeah, recent. Yeah, yeah, I'm thirty nah. now. Yeah, you're thirty now. So the last year, yeah, year, last, almost last year, maybe. Was when's it? your birthday? Was it June 9th? Okay, so yeah. you're no no kidding. You're June 9th. Yeah. So my cousin, who was my closest, for sure, he was the closest thing I had to a brother for the first like. Yeah, fourteen years of our lives is mm-hmm. June 9th. That's cool because I'm June 9th, and my cousin is like that. That I have that is the same like that to me is uh, June thirtieth. Okay, mm, we're we're in the same month. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's interesting. That's super interesting. Freaking, that bad. is cool. But uh, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> that was uh, it was it was a good time. Uh, How long were you guys there? Did go? Oh, I was there for shoot. I think I was there for a couple of weeks. I think it was two weeks. Okay. Uh, that was when they had the that shooting go down in that club up there, oh. and, and oh, the uh, and, uh, Christina Grimmie got shot. Okay, yes, I know. All, I, oh, all, yeah. all in that same week, dude. I remember that. It was a trip. I was I like, oh my that. god. And you know, it, and I remember that also, like, because I remember at the time I was we were gigging a lot. I mean, we're gigging a lot now, but I feel, but at that moment, I remember the Christina Grimmie deal mm-hmm. because, like, I just became so hyper aware of. Okay, Eddie's sings, and and now it's like okay, well, who are these people? Hey, you know, and we don't. I mean, we're not we're not saying like we're not even trying to like to show off in any way because it's like it's like it's not like we have crowds like. It was nothing like it that. It doesn't even matter, dude. For but exactly, a cycle like that, exactly. it could be anyone for any reason. Exactly. Yeah, and dude. I think about like, oh my god, like it, it wasn't. Oh my, that was for sure. An oh my god, moment for me. Cause I'm like, okay, we do this weekend with we Gal. Yeah. We're only getting more out of town people we don't know at all. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of. Uh, I'm in that situation a lot. Ugh. Right. 
uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. But yeah, they did go down at how that do, time. How do you deal with uncomfortable situations? What do you? What do you? Me? Um, or I guess n- now we we, we got to jump. We got to start when you're 18. But we'll we're working. Uh, I'll try to get us get us there. But I, what I do, uh, it's usually uh, the the cheesiest joke I can do. Even now, it's still just that childish reaction. Okay, you still have a lot uh, if, of if, that if I, uh, totally, if I'm uncomfortable, it's just to, like, be even more inappropriate. <laughs> okay. to, just to, like, well, it's, I don't know. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. like, don't leave it up to me. <laughs> It'll be your fault. Right. Uh, Very funny. Uh, okay, so, so, we, so we stopped. Basically, you had just graduated high school. Mm-hmm. You were getting a lot of influence out. Uh, before we continue to your first decisions leaving high school, uh-huh. um, I did write down some things that I was like, "Oh, what about what about this?" What you know, there's some little okay, things cool, that yeah. I was like thinking about. Um, first thing I w- first thing I wrote down was, as far as your martial arts, was there any time you had to use it in real life, like in a in a um, real situation? Yeah, there was a, a number of times, um, but it was never like I don't know. I mean, you're in a you're in a real situation. You're gonna use like just a fraction of what you know, and it's already enough. So, mo- most so, times, yes. So it's Agreed. not this whole thing where you really got to use a whole lot of martial arts. Right. Um, I've always had a pretty natural um, understanding for physics, even as a kid. The way things move and fell. Yeah. And um, yeah, le- like leverage. Uh, so I was always a master, like hip hoist type of dude okay and i can remember uh several times as a child like somebody trying to even if it was playful or not it, it didn't matter right back then um you just went for it and uh i remember a lot of people being very surprised when they were looking oh. up at me from <laughs> being thrown on their back right, and right. Being like whoa where'd that come from and i'd be like yeah right funny enough surprise funny enough uh i mean we can this can like lead to another little subtopic as far as mm-hmm. cause, because I just saw it just a while ago, maybe an hour ago, but uh, there was a, a little short video of this kid verbally bullying these two other kids. Well, this kid turns his back and these guys gang up on him three to one. Oh wow! And like they didn't, I mean, they didn't beat his ass, but it was enough. It made, I feel like it was something similar to like your deal where like it was just mm-hmm. enough, like hey dude, and and there was a guy making comments like commentary in between like the fight. Like, he did like his own commentary to this video. And and he made a lot of great points, but like one of the things, like he's like, man, he's like, you have your pants down to your ankles, and at some point, this kid trips and his pants fell. Like, oh, how embarrassing is that? And yeah. he's still, tra- of course, he's still trying to fight. He's trying to get, he's trying to get up, and whatever. And of course, I kind of don't like the perspective that that this guy, the commentator, brings because mm-hmm. to me, it's still a negative light. As yeah, he's like, a dick too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, oh, man, I, I don't know if I'm totally for what you're saying either, yeah. but I get it. But but just watch like, so my commentary watching the video was was like like this kid's pants fell and I I, I and I have these kids sometimes when I'm in in a, in a school sixth graders and like nah, this is how I wear my pants I'm like well not in my class pick them yeah, up yeah no all right pick them up and it's it's harder now to to argue with a student because they don't care if they go to ISS they don't care if security picks them up a lot of these kids that I have had the opportunity to work with mm-hmm. like they don't they literally send me ISS send me ISS. Level a level two is nothing anymore. To me, I, I, that's my perspective. Like they'll go. Yeah, I had one kid last semester in the in the fall. Uh, very and very intellectual quick because I got under his skin. Like I knew how to get under. Like I mm-hmm. I started developing. Like you understood that. him. Yeah, yeah. I'm like okay. Yeah. And so I sat next to him. He's like he's like, what are you doing? I'm like I'm sitting next to you. Why? Well, so you want. You I'm like I'm like you want attention. I'm giving you all the attention you want. Because mm-hmm. the rest of the class was relatively good. He was. 
he just stirred the he stirred the, the dirt. He stirred the mud. You know, yeah, he, yeah. He, he and he's not a bad apple, but he's the one who who stirred everything in the class. I'm like, okay, I'll sit next to you. I sat next to him forty five minutes, and and then next day I had him for the next day. He sent himself to ISS, and until I talked to the teacher, my my neighboring teacher who was like the team leader or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what do I do? She's like, just let him go. And I said, okay, yeah. but but well, yeah, one forty five minutes sit down, wow, of attention, and he and next day he's like, no, I don't want any any of that. This kid, this kid's eleven yeah, years old. Couldn't handle it. Wow. And 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 it goes beyond handling it. It's like okay. And it's hard. It's hard for teachers. I mean, I, teachers work so they work so fucking hard. They have, they're at school for twelve hours a day. Like it's fucking ridiculous. I'm at school for eight hours a day. I'm like dead. I go through maybe three times a week if I feel like it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Quote unquote. I mean, the important part to yeah. highlight is feel like it. And and. No, yeah, I I have the utmost respect, and I've I've only been developing developing it more as my uh, my mentality has kind of developed over the past totally. sixty two weeks of of uh, recording and and trying to figure shit out, just figure anything and everything yeah. out. Uh, anyway, so so yeah, so, sorry, I went up on a tangent. So it just it makes me think. But uh, also, do you have another backpack story? Backpack thief story. Another backpack story. And more, uh, more of like just that. things, things that that yeah, yeah, uh, relative to. Um. Because also, frankly, I it was mean, a good story. Like it's a great story. Like I'm like, and I because you got I got I got to the backpack thief again, and how you and then how you you guys crossed paths again in high school. I think you had to, yeah, 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 and yeah. like it's like you you can't plan that. I know and then it's it's and then just that a moment real it just takes you back to yeah. being six six In- years instantly, old yeah and so I'm like hmm, I wonder if he has any more backpack thief stories um that he can give that's in. more that's more of a metaphor but that for um for my my kind nature getting the best of me in situations um. I want to remember something more from that time, but it really starts to come into play uh, when I enter uh, the workplace. Mm, okay. You know, uh, that's where it really started to be certain situations in certain workplaces where um, people knew that I had a certain work ethic and around me they would either be inspired and try to match it or they would just let me do it all. You know, until where yeah. I would just be like, "Well, shit, dude, like right. we're getting paid the same, yeah, and I'm doing a ton of work." We c- we can definitely get into that. I'm gonna actually write that down. Uh, so so when did you start? When did you start working? Uh, my first job, I was. It was a summer between. The summer before my senior year, I think that's what was going on there, and well, uh, what was the job of high school? I think I worked at like. Peter Piper for two weeks, and then I quit. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, funny enough, here we go again. Here's another backpack story. <laughs> okay, there you go. Here we go. Okay, so I start working at Peter Piper, and they have this uh, a dude that's employed there that's like, uh, he's a little slow. Okay. And uh, again, <laughs> uh, uh, someone with a disability, odd. but um, that's a coincidence. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> but um, See, when you say something loud. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Totally. So then, and um, we're work always working the same shift, and we have the same job, and I'm there busting my ass to try to kind of respect myself a little bit. Yeah. And this dude can wipe a 
a napkin holder for like an hour. I'm like, are you mm. serious, dude? Damn. Yeah. You know, and it took me a long time to speak up because I know the dude's kind of slow. See, it's wow. It's the exact same thing. Seems like it. That's Seems a total like backpack. <laughs> so continue, continue. And continue. Uh, anyway, uh, I get fed up and I'm like, I end up telling the boss, like, you know what? This is like not cool. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sure the dude's hard to work with for everybody. Right. But, I mean, we can pay the same. Yeah. And this is not an even distribution of work or anything. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I get fed up with it. And, like, I lasted there for, like, two weeks and I quit. And uh, a buddy of my dad's ran a uh, watermelon, like, field and bodega okay. uh, place. And I was like, well, I'm going to go try that. It was a tough job. Kicks your ass. Yeah. I, it and totally I don't. Okay. Mine's just theory because co- I had a cousin that used to work one. He's mm-hmm. uh, actually one north. There's one going towards North Edinburgh. Yeah, uh, he he worked out a lot of summers, like m- multiple summers, just to yeah, I mean, it's to uh, work. I, I bought my first symbol pack uh, mm. after that summer. There you and, go. And uh, I actually almost lost an arm in a conveyor belt. <laughs> if you look here, you I see s- that. That's like a burn from a oh, conveyor belt. My Jesus. arm got stuck in between a couple of rollers. That's um, scary. But it was it was a tough job. Uh, I was tossing watermelons in around. Filling up, hours a day. filling up uh, semi trucks uh, yeah. by hand, yeah, because they needed to reuse the boxes, you right. know. Uh, so we were in there just stacking watermelons and conveyor belt of human and, beings, and uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> and it was uh, I ended up really loving uh, manual labor. It was it was it was mm. so liberating. Interesting. There was something about it that just made you feel alive. Well, you know, it's it's one thing that I've taken to now that I that I wonder because for me, my manual labor is my workouts mm-hmm. more than anything. Everything, a lot of other things, is, it's just mental shit that you can just have to work out. You have to think about yeah, it, yeah. sit your ass down, and just think about it. And it's all perception. It out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, figure this out. What do you want? What do you don't? What don't you want? Mm-hmm. And so my physicality comes from my workouts, and uh, whenever I, or, you know, whether it's a workout, whether it's jujitsu, you know, boxing, whatever, what I'm doing for the day. Uh, but it's interesting that that you've taken to so. So how how long do you, I mean how long like go for, I think it's seasonal right like water that was seasonal? a summer I did that for a summer okay and uh, it totally kicked my ass it was a cool experience um got a little taste of of the uh, kind of work that my my parents did growing up yeah that's true yeah yeah and because uh, yeah, I don't like my mom worked like in the there's definitely like for families that that uh, still do that, that today that have have done that and it's still fresh that you don't have to yeah. Um, there is like a sense of this is the measure of a man, you right. know, and, um, it's kind of, uh, this real kind of something to prove almost kind of thing that does come up and it's very well intentioned and it's kind of beautiful in its own way, but it's not, uh, after you've grown and experienced whatever's there to be seen, it's really smart to just get away from that because that's not, that's not, uh, the way people measure themselves anymore. Right. We're in the future. This is totally different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that's why you see parent, a lot of parents today sacrificing like, Hey kid, yeah. like you're my child, you know, you need to go to school. You need to, yeah. you know, doing everything they can in their power. to yeah, get. It's not something I'd want to keep chasing that way. Uh, um, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, youth, youth lasts for so long and you don't want to, you don't want to stay there longer yeah. than you should. Right. Yeah. And, and it's crazy enough is, you know, like some people Maybe maybe they don't realize it, or, um, because this is another thing that I feel like maybe maybe a dichotomy to that is that people feel like they have to prove 
Yeah. Through the is. amount, of, like they they prove through the time they put in rather than the quality of work they're doing. What I see a lot is everybody has a very strong, um, it's like this false guilt hmm. that everybody's carrying around. Okay. You know, by what they think everybody expects from them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it does create a guilt, and that's why I call it false guilt because that's me. You know, putting up a protocol in my mind to categorize that that's not real. Right. You don't need to feel guilty for that. Right. You know, that's just you fucking with yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's not real. Because it's, it's. I don't know if you were like if you ever got like this when you were a little kid, but I know I was very self conscious as far as like, oh my god, people are looking at me. Like yeah. I, I was just like very hyper conscious about that, and like my cousin's the same way, and then my younger cousin's the same way. She's the same way too. She's ten, I think. 10 That's or what it means to be a kid. And, and it's like, and this, and, and yeah, because you. So I had this show this for Borderfest. This was a few weeks ago, and I helped uh, one of the bands. I helped him out, and so my cousin, like my cousin, went with uh, my godparents, and then my parents went too, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, during one of the songs that she really likes. My mom was saying, like, she was freaking out. She's like, oh, my God, people were looking at me. Like, I love this song. Like, she couldn't get over the fact that she loved the song so much. People that, were seeing her enjoy people, it. People were looking at her. Yeah, enjoy, yeah, that's probably the better way to put yeah, it. Like, yeah. like, she was just like, oh, my God. And like, it was I, too personal, and it made her uncomfortable. Very, very. And wow. she's 10 years old. Yeah, yeah, she's 10 years old. And and, and so my, my mom told me, she's like, she's like, Dia, stop. Like, she was, like, not having it. She's like, no. I was like, stop. <laughs> you know, and it's funny enough, because I, I have small, I mean, I don't see I don't see him as often as I probably should. But uh-huh. but when I do, I try to so strike a conversation, especially because they're very witty. I'm, I mm-hmm. learned that. My goddaughter, my goddaughter's going to be five this year. And uh, so, you know, it's five and 10. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're sisters. Uh, but they're very witty. I'm learning, and, and yeah, so you got to so dig you can, in. You can strike a yeah. con- you can strike a little conversation and you see what's up. And I'm going, to, and she's going to sixth grade next year. So I'm like, mm-hmm. well, how, how how does that make you feel? Like how, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. And and of course, they're short answers. They're kids. You know, they don't they don't really know yeah. how to maybe. I, I talked to, to my niece and goddaughter the exact same way. And also, for remember, I was saying like I don't remember like knowing about high school when I was a right. little kid. So I'll ask her. I'll be like, so what are you gonna do after what after this year? Yeah, what's coming just to yeah, see what like where her like level of awareness is. And see, for me, it's it's interesting because I ask generally the same question, but because I'm naive to like that age again. Okay, you're you're refreshing. Yeah, yeah like I'm like I'm like. So what are you thinking about? Like, yeah. well, like you know, like, and I, and sometimes I like, sometimes I would do. What's I, twelve years old like these days? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and, cause I, and I also because I also forget what grade she's in necessarily. I'm like, hey, so you're in like third grade. I'm in fifth grade. <laughs> she's, she's very like, prominent. Like, what? Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to middle school next year. Like, whatever. I've earned my credits. <laughs> yeah. Don't belittle me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so funny. It's so funny. That's cute. All right. So so how old were you when you worked that watermelon? I was. I had to be like seventeen. Okay, because yeah, you graduate. You graduated high school when you were seventeen. Yeah. So you were. So by the time you were eighteen, you were. Yeah, I was already. Out I was already out of high, high school. school. So yeah. what was? So after that, so you worked the watermelon field when you were seventeen. You now okay. So now you now you graduated high school. What was your first entry? What was your first thing that you just? Because it seems like you were at least down to at least try it. You even if you were there for two weeks, you left. Mm-hmm. Like, well, screw it. I don't want to do that. I know I don't want to do that. You yeah. Know? And then you did the watermelon thing the next year. So what was your first? I did. Work? That was the same summer. Oh, okay. So yeah, that you was graduated, the exact same summer. and that summer you you worked. No, this was the summer before I graduated. Okay, so yeah. you worked because I remember coming weeks. back to like summer band with my arm all messed up, oh, like shit. playing bass drum. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah. So that totally. same summer you did two jobs. Yeah, filtered. You found I was one like, that you were fuck okay this. with. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna work for real, and not work, not worry about that kind of crap. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And okay. So then going to so you so. 
Did we talk about your senior? Yeah, we did. We did talk about your yeah. senior. So, yeah, yeah. so now, so now you've graduated. Yeah. What what We're was done with it? What was your first decision? Because now you're an adult. <laughs> now you're. Now I you're wouldn't out. say that. But um, <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that even today. Like for <laughs> yeah, me and myself, yeah, totally. people are like, "Oh, like this." I'm like, "Well, <laughs> didn't you just say I'm the one that's immature? Or like I can't think for myself yeah. yet. Like I'm 26 years old." Oh, you know? <laughs> man. Um, I tried to go to college. Okay. I tried my best, and uh, it wasn't. It wasn't great. It was a huge. Um, waste financially and um, why was it financial waste going to that i do i'm just was a horrible student i couldn't hang i couldn't right. hang uh, most of the time already growing up in school and i definitely couldn't hang at the college level yeah. there was a discipline that i just didn't have and i didn't have it the way i needed to have it to do well right. there oh, i agree um, I mean, yeah college was not was not a system that i was able to manipulate to work for me no matter how much i tried yeah try to move and um I knew that every, that was the one of my first big like losses in life where I felt like fuck I can't do this. Okay. You know. I feel like you're letting somebody down. Yeah, every time or, every time I've tried to do anything, I've excelled at it. Right, you you try to at least, you know? at, least at least uh pursue but uh persevere, persevere yeah, totally. through, through it. I've been able to be figure it out, you know. Yeah. And uh I just I couldn't never get uh school to work for me the way that I needed it to. Yeah. For me to get whatever validation was there to be had or any of it, mm-hmm. to do anything productive. It was the it was something that I could start and never finish. I didn't have the discipline to understand what was happening in the classes. It was moving at a pace that it was not gonna fucking wait for me. It wasn't happening. Yeah. And it was causing a weird uh anxiety and depression and it was it was bad. It was bad for me. I knew it was bad for me, and I knew it's what everybody wanted me to do, so I was trying really hard to come yeah. through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was just not happening. Right. Uh, how long were you in school? I think I was, like, at STC for, like, two years before I was, like, this is a huge waste. Look at all this money that I could be using for something else productive. And this Did you is financial just aid? a waste. Yeah, I had some. Yeah. I was always in a category to where I was uh, had enough money to uh, – not get any help, but not enough to pay for it yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I know, like the perfectly yeah. fucked category. <laughs> yeah. The middle class. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I've slipped through as many cracks <laughs> as I could fit through, dude. Wherever I see them, I just just I gravitate towards them and just, just fall right through. Go right through. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Well, let, let's let's dive in for a little bit. So, but well, okay. So, what was your experience that? Besi- okay, maybe. So, was it the academics that you were just like, "Fuck!" Like this is just yeah. overwhelming. I think and I like- passed. I passed music theory and history. That's it. And everything else is D's. Yeah, and with everything else, I could not just operate on whatever frequency need need be to excel there. Yeah, it's it's definitely that's definitely one thing. And and you know, it's it's interesting that you know I brought up Dr. Jordan Peterson last time, and you know, he talks about you know when you go to college, and I and it's funny because this is this is my this was one of my parallels that I had before I. Uh, before I heard his angle on it, you know, him being a professor. He's like, when you go to college, you go to four-year four year university or whatever, you should go to learn to live in society. You go to learn to, how, to, how, how to operate in that versus like, oh, I have a degree. You should give me a job. Mm-hmm. Our generation fell into that. Oh, totally. Yeah. A lot of people I know are like, oh, I have my four-year degree. A you, lot you of need, empty you, promises. You need to give me a job. I have a degree in management. You should give me a manager position. Nope. Think again. Try again. So, so my take, and this was before, like, this was before I heard th- that what I just said, because people were like, oh, how was college? How was it? it was? I learned how to live on my own. I learned how to cook. 
I learned how to deal with police. Not in a, not in a negative way. I learned how to just deal with police because mm-hmm. there was. I mean, I was living on my own. I learned how to make appointments on my own. I learned how to t- fix my car as best I could until I got to, until I could go, come back home or whatever. I, I could get mm-hmm. I could get it to work. If I had to ride the bus, I learned how to ride the bus and do that shit. I would feel so cheated to give college credit for all of that when that's stuff that you know you can learn on your own. And and see, and this is interesting because now we can we can push and pull here. Yeah, yeah. Um. Just because, like, if I didn't leave home, though, I wouldn't have that experience. Now, mm-hmm. that's the main difference is that I left home. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I would. I'll venture to say forty percent of the people that I know came back home after less than a year. Yeah, I've I've so, I never I've never left home, and, see, and, and I've just seen that happen over and over. And I'm just right. like, dude, I want to leave and stay gone. Yeah, and see, and see, that was my that was my first that was my initial. That's what I thought yeah. would happen. Like I was happy to leave. I got a full time job. I had benefits while I was going to school. This was before I started gigging. Mm-hmm. But and but uh, my point is, you know, I I did learn how to live on my own. But again, I I moved away. Mm-hmm. A lot of people they have that attachment to like the parent thing. Mm-hmm. And you know what the you you know what the excuse is? Oh, it's too much money. Oh, okay, that's the excuse to not go back. To mm-hmm. school up north. Now, uh, and and again, this is just my pr- this is just my point of view. Is like, I would not be able to do the things I'm doing now had I not left home. Okay. You know, like if something happens, I I take I I figure I figure it out. And and I didn't go through a lot of trauma when I was when I was in mm-hmm. college. You know, I had some things happen that I'm like, okay, I need to make sure that that shit doesn't happen again. Or what? You know, yeah, yeah. there were some. Small, you learned some lessons. Yeah, I still learned some things. Yeah. But, but. In general, that was my take on college. So it's in, it's interesting, you know, because I I because okay, all of my friends that I went to college that I went to high school with, like the ones that are still my friends today, mm-hmm. they stayed here. Now the thing is, every time I come down, we'd go out. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like I'm away now. I'm home. Let's have some fun. But I know that for me, uh, I am very influenced. Like if my friend says, "Hey, let's let's go do something," like, well, I'm fucking down. Whatever, you know. I don't yeah, care about yeah. the test. So you're along for it. Yeah. There was, there was my self discipline, my create the creation of my small discipline. As far as if I lived here, I wouldn't get work done. Oh, okay. And even when I'm here, even now, like, I still live here in my parents' house. So even now, like I push and pull with my discipline way more than I, when I lived on my own. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny because my parents go visit me. They're like, "Your refrigerator is like basically empty." I'm like, "No, I have my water. It's I, essential. I have my protein, and I have you know some veggies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And for I was living my own. Like, what else do I need? You know, like I and you know the crazy thing is like you know I don't know if you ever go grocery shopping, but you can spend a hundred bucks really oh, quickly. Oh fuck yeah, dude! That you shit know? adds up real quick. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, so so that's interesting. So so let's go back. So so you so the classes. What about people? Like what, interaction? Do you think maybe that was I don't know. Lacking? I've, always, I've always been great with people. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. When you're in school and it comes time to take yeah, tests the grind. Yeah, and do the, and, and, and do the work. You know, it's just is not it. None of that. None of that matters. Yeah. No. Yeah. See, and see, that's the push and pull of like me understanding. Uh, like yeah, there were thirty six yeah. hours. There there were thirty six hour moments where I was in isolation. Because I had to get this thing done, and to be frank, I loved. I found out in in college that I love chemistry, so I took all the chem That's I could cool. just to take it. Like I took chem and the and the and the. I've deals. only ever been able to have that focus for myself. Hmm. Um, 
not for anyone else's agenda or for yeah. anything that I didn't want to do. I had the discipline to make myself do something I, w- yeah. I didn't want to do. Right. But it wasn't happening. Yeah. Yeah. I That's only have that, 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 that work ethic that maybe even people have come to know me by is only available for me doing things for myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, and see, that's, that's frankly, that, that's where I'm at now. Yeah. In, in the sense of, like, if 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 I can't give you the energy, then I, I'll just tell you I can't do yeah. it. I won't do totally. it. Totally. You know, there's, I mean, even now for shows, like, there's, I'll get, I'll get a call for, and most time lately is because I'm, I am busy. Mm-hmm. But there, there was, there was a moment where I was like, nah, I'm, I'm gonna go be with my cousins, or I'm gonna go be with my friends, or I'm gonna be with my family. I always tell this to a lot of my friends, and they, they'll ask me because they know that I'm always busy, and I'll tell them the whole idea of like me time and having time for yourself. Nobody gives you that. That has to be stolen. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever time you have for yourself, or to be with your family, or those kind of plans, like you have to take it. Yeah. No one's going to make that time for you. Yeah. yeah, and that's definitely one of my, my things. Because one, one of my macros for sure is uh, fig- not figuring out balance, but working my own balance. Because, mm-hmm. dude, okay, I'm, I, I get so technical with my balance that like, when I go to Whataburger, I get one spicy and one regular ketchup. Like, it's shit like that that I do the symmetry, yeah. consciously because like, I, need, I need the split. Yeah. That's just a me thing. And see, it's, and see, that's another interesting thing maybe – that I've discovered about myself is like, I, I need to stay closer to the middle than not. It's the, it's the perfect uh, balance on the, if I on push the and pull, pros and cons list. Yeah. Cause what happens for me, if I get too centered on myself, like I, I fall into a depressive state and in, it's because you're indecisive. Into my, right. I get yeah. too into my head where it's like, okay, this is not working. You're stuck. Hey man, what are you doing? I need, you know, yeah. I need to do something or, yeah, I get that. You know, that's it's, what, it's, so funny. I, I maneuver a lot. And you know, it's interesting that you bring up that you mentioned just right now, as we're talking about college, like, you know, kind of depressive. Ep- like you, you mentioned something like that where it's totally, like very dude. depressing. That was my first big failure. And I've talked about that. I talked about that early in the in the recordings of these episodes, where you know, at some point in the middle of my college career, it was very easy for me to just go to class and go back to go to sleep. And and the good thing is that I didn't live at home. No distractions. Be- well, besides that is that, or what? Besides that is what I what I think is. Is that that's, that sentence doesn't fucking make sense? Um. Anyways, when I was living on my own, like this is money that's being used. You you brought you know like oh this is you know yeah totally me I'm I'm already neck deep mm-hmm. into my college career when I fall into like these things and it wasn't all the time because like if the class interested me I was at the library every day I was just reading and I was just mm-hmm. like what the especially when I got into my leadership classes like that's what I'm saying like this is a very interesting thing like that's kind of been a uh, a macro for my life is like the leadership role. Mm-hmm. Like there's something there that's, that's stamped in little moments and getting back to it in college. I was like, Oh shit. So I just spent, I could just spend hours on it. Right. But if it was a semester that my classes were just cause I needed to take them, it was very easy for me to just go to class, study the bare minimum. Cause I, all I need is a B, you know, that's, 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 all, that's all I'm caring about. And you, what I've learned in college is that if you aim for a B, you're going to get a C. If you don't aim for an A, you're gonna get, yeah. you know, it'd be. Now, if you if you like it, like what I all the classes that I liked, it was easy. And mm-hmm. the thing is about an A, and I talked about this with uh, Eddie's brother on the podcast, was like, you're not in high school. You don't need 112. It doesn't prove anything to anybody. And me now, 26 years old, I've been out of school for three years, and now taking up different leadership perspectives. It's like go to a job and tell them you got 100. You got 112 on your test. No one gives a fuck. No one cares. 
I want to know what you can do for what for can this. you do for me? Yeah, and not necessarily for me because it's the, worth it, right? Okay, so in that sense, what it is for me now is like, okay, what what do you want? What do you want? Because I now I know if if I were in a, in a management position, in a management seat, it'd be like if you don't fit, then you don't fit. A lot of people just hire because they're short staffed. It don't work mm-hmm. like that. You worked at this place for two weeks, mm-hmm. and you quit. You know, because you didn't fit. It was like, no, this this isn't right. This isn't yeah. fit. This doesn't work. I can't do this. So just just as far as like, just to close up this 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 uh, gray thing, but yeah, it's like all you need is a ninety. Aim for a ninety-eight. Every test, you got your A. You're gonna get a ninety, ninety-two, and you're good. You got an A. You got a four point You can't get it higher than a four point in college. You can't. Mm-hmm. And all those. And a lot, well, not all those. I, I don't know. I don't know many, but you know the 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 microscopic people. It's like, oh, I need a hundred. Like, oh, get a hundred. I mean, fine. It's, it's like it's if like you can now, get you're, it, get now it, you're not. Yeah, yeah now you're not. It's not gonna do any wrong because that, that's probably one of the one yeah. of the push and pulls that I have with myself, is that the minimum <clears throat> minimum effective dose which I got from Tim Ferriss. Um, what do I need to do to get an A? Mm-hmm. What's classified as an A? That's all I'm gonna do. And again, you know, for the classes that I aim for B, I got C's and whatever, you know, whatever. Because I was like, yeah. well, I, I need to pass this stupid class. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like yeah. I need to pass this to I actually get, get it out of my way. I need to get it out of the way so I can actually take the class that I want. Anyway, so so you were in college for two years. Did you work at it during that time? Um, Did I work during that time? I don't think I did. I don't think so. Yeah. And see, I, I wonder like how, how that would push and pull a person because I work I th- full time. I think I was already too intimidated by the idea of, of what was expected for me in college. Fair enough. Yeah, that yeah. I knew you wanted to that I couldn't divide myself. That's fair enough. Yeah. I was already gonna lose and yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I know I know I definitely took an angle to just try to stay awake as long as possible Some, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and taking extreme measures to make sure that Mind happens. you, I still consider myself at that age, and even now in some ways, very immature. Really <laughs> not really not ready for any of that. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't value, I don't know, my the way that I was raised, I really didn't value those things that way. Mm-hmm. The way that I guess I was supposed to. I don't right. know. So, so now, so... You graduated when you're 17. Now you're in college for two years, so you're around 19. So then, what was next? You decided to you decided to quit college. You decided to get out. And um, you're like, okay, this is I, yeah. I, I just started working. What What was your first? Started job working. Um, what did I do first? I I was working as a I was driving delivery for uh, a barber and salon supply, mm. uh, which was probably one of my favorite jobs. Just didn't pay very well. Yeah. Um, that was cool. Um, what else did I do in that time? I worked at a few places. I'm just trying to remember. That was like earlier on still. I can remember driving delivery. I was a janitor for a while as well. Where were you doing? Where Where were you a janitor? It was, uh, was it? like what an was independent uh, cleaning service that okay. had, uh, contracts all over the valley. Like we census? Did, uh, yeah, we did, um, no, it was, um. It was a married couple from Westlaco. Oh, oh, so it's local, like local for, contract. Yeah. Okay, cool, right on. And well, they, I don't know about Census because I work with Census. When I was working retail, we worked mm-hmm. with Census, and they came from San Antonio. And, like, they oh, okay, okay. Shit, so no, we would just show up and clean. Oh, okay, you would. Okay, yeah, okay, we would right clean, on. We would clean I buildings. Get, we would right, clean three okay. buildings every night. Okay. We'd start like at. I know exactly what you're talking about now. Like at two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And finish like before five. 
Dang, you guys are hauling ass. Yeah, and we'd clean three different buildings every night. So three it buildings was, in three hours? Yeah, we would oh, tear, tear it up. Jesus Christ. We would tear it up. At least for me, that's, I mean, maybe it's not there that. Was, uh, there was like minimal maintenance that happened weekly, and then once a month we'd do like a real elaborate wipe down. Yeah, it was, okay. There was a whole a whole system. Okay, so you guys were able to just... And, and it was uh, me and a cousin of mine that worked real well together. Okay. And uh, we would tear it up, dude. Yeah. It was it was pretty cool. I've always enjoyed labors that way because it brought me peace. I, I, I gave me time to think. Yeah. It was very. I was very. What were you thinking about? What What were things? What were things? I was just dreaming. I was fucking thinking about music. I was thinking about about how how to how to manifest what I wanted, how to achieve the type of happiness that I I thought that I could deserve. Okay. All those things. So 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 go into Jesus. Well, I'm I'm curious. What What were you dreaming about? You said you brought music. You brought little things. Like you, you brought up your what you which you're creating your own type of heaven, your own, your own piece of heaven, your own uh, utopia. Yeah, what, totally. what, what, what were the, what what made up that utopia? What made up those things? Um, I was thinking of uh, putting another band together. I had already lost my first band at that at that time. And um, what was your first band? Uh, it was a metal band from West Laco called Hellephant. Okay, it was cool. Right so had so much fun. That's right, because yeah, you're already playing like drum set. You're already playing yeah. drum set, so you're kind of. Yeah, fi- figuring and that was, out, and that's too. that's where I was like, I need to join a metal band, and uh, I ended up uh, finding some buddies that they wanted to start one. We ended up becoming, you know, real good friends, mm-hmm. and uh, had that band for a while. Well, okay, well, let, okay, let's 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 stop. So uh-huh. that uh, Hellephant, you said yeah, Hellephant. How was that? What was that experience like? How long did you guys last? What did you guys, um, you know, if you could, if you could give yourself some influences, what created that group? What was that? I don't know. That was a real kind of just a bunch of real young little dudes that really wanted to make a metal band. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. You I, know, my first and official fi- band was metal finally band. finally found you know a group of dudes that to to get it going with, and was a lot of new exciting kind of thing, and yeah. uh, it was pretty cool. Right on. It was kind of the How initial the initial dip into the potential that we all had that kind of sent us sent us on our way mm. eventually. Right. Okay, so you're working the janitor. You now just got, I guess, disband or dismember, maybe disband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Current, that band didn't work out. Yeah, it didn't the just yeah, just didn't didn't flow. So what was next? Um, what were you when you were 21? When I was 21, what were you, what were you, what were you doing? What, what what was your what was your utopia dream developed into when you were 21? I just wanted to be on the road with the band. That's really all I wanted. Yeah. Um, I didn't think about it too much past that. Um, I kind of figured from there I could see what was next. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think a lot of people that I know and that and, listen uh, in, we're, we're all still searching for that. I, I knew I was pretty hopeless early on. <laughs> right, okay. And I was like, okay, I get it. You want things that are a little bit impossible, but, um, you know, it's a, a bit in tiny steps. Just yeah. start walking. Right, right. So... Well, I, I'm curious because I because I have a myself thought as far as a as far as success. What what were you what what? If, I mean, this is kind of this is kind of deep or not deep, but it's kind mm-hmm. of detailed in the in the question. Like, did you have a sense of okay, if I if success, if you if you reach this at the age of 21, like oh, I I like this is yeah, it. yeah, yeah. this is what um, I, I was thinking that success. if I could get um, a sick band together and. Uh, maybe play alongside bands that I admired, that that would be a form of success that I could really appreciate mm. and be satisfied with. 
and he'd be a good uh, place to, you know, reach for something else from. Yeah. Um, you know, um, you get to a certain age where you start to feel really silly about uh, wanting certain things for yourself. Um, what age was that for you? I don't really Do know. I, or like, what, what, I, um, what, what, like, you know, what, or what was it kind of, it kind of blends even in with yeah, the insecurity yeah. of childhood. Okay. Um, coming out of that and then kind of really just, um, I don't know, trying to be honest with yourself and then still trying to satisfy other people. It's so it's a weird, uh, back and forth thing mm -hmm. until finally you're just like, you know what, dude, I'm already fucking miserable. So who, what, what is it going to hurt to yeah. look dumb? Or to feel insecure about what what I dream about. Yeah, you know. Right. Yep. So, oh well, because definitely I was already not the type of person that, uh, in society at least, that things were just going to work out great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of alternative, uh, having to find alternative ways to learn things, alternative ways to satisfy certain things that uh, were expected of me. Right. So, so what, what was some, if you could think of some of those alternative ways, like what was something that you had to do? It was a like lot a of, it was a lot of hard labor. It was a lot of working all the jobs that nobody else wanted to do so that I can satisfy financial obligations, picking up the slack. If I wanted things that weren't easy to get, I was going to have to do more work. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, very, that's always my thing. It now. was it's just like, very simple. Yeah. It's, uh, that, that's why, that's the way I feel now. Like I, and I told people, I'm like, you like, and I don't, I hate to sound maybe arrogant in my own say. I like to say like, the bar is just not that high. Okay. Uh, but, but it's, it's like, it's like, it's like, no, like, like there's work to, that needs to be done to yeah, do things. Totally. Like, like there's a, there, and I, I hate, I, to me, I don't use the word grind because I feel like it's used a lot. It's used too much now. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and some people have already kind of like taken it to their own thing. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. well, they have that word. I, I want another, another different I word. I just kind of right? see it as a way to cover but, some ground really quick in conversation. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of think but, that's the way but, you use it too. But because for me, it's grit. It's like you need to, if you need to gr grind your teeth, because that's, that's yeah. what I feel it's like. It's the hard work. Right. Because yeah. for me, it's like, it's like if I'm grinding my teeth, at this moment, it's like okay, there's there's a reason you know I feel mm -hmm. moved to want to grit my teeth, like you know, really clench down and really buck, you know, buckle effort. down, right? Exactly, and it comes out to be worth the effort. But it's like it's like no, there's work, like, and I, and not even the hours, just I don't know. The, the best way I can say is grit, yeah. grit and gr grinding your teeth to the point of of pain. You're hanging on because like go go yeah. and like you you got you got to do it you, whether it's reading whether it's Working out, you know, I watched this, ep this little video. And I shared it on my Facebook, um, but uh, this this woman, she's she looks like she just started working out. She's fairly overweight. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, I did see it. I, and she's like she carrying yeah, a barbell. She does, she does some. Yeah. From from uh, she some, starts uh, taking off on some squats. Yeah, some squats. And whatnot, yeah. And and because because I got a question in person, uh, maybe like two weeks ago, maybe about a week and a half ago, and she's like she's like I don't know what to do like this and that. I'm like literally start walking. If you don't even walk for 30 minutes a day, mm -hmm. then you don't understand. I'm like, walk as fast as you can and try to walk as fast as you can for 30 minutes. That's hard. Yeah. Even now, because what I do, I do, I still walk now, but I do my walking to improve my stride. I work on my stride. I work on my step. Mm -hmm. So to do that, I don't run. You just pay attention to yourself. I just, I yeah. focus on, okay, where am I? And it's funny because if you look at my, the bottom of my shoes, how they've corrected mm -hmm. over the past year. Yeah. We were talking about that the okay, other day. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like, no, like my 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 step is very particular mm -hmm. because I work on it. And then my stride is another thing because there's some times that I want to meet. And there's times that I, there's some times as far as my runs that I need to meet. Mm -hmm. It's like my stride needs to be, I mean, I'm, I'm a fairly, okay, I'm, I'm an average height person. Mm -hmm. I'm 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, 
You know, I'm literally the epitome of average. <laughs> you yeah. know, and, the, and, the, and then we leave the valley and we're midgets. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like in church, I'm like hovering over everybody. And then like we leave, you know, <laughs> yeah, somewhere in yeah. the corpus or San Antonio. And it's like, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. And even then, like the guys that I work with, with the, honestly, with the exception of Denver, like it's me and Denver and then yeah. everybody else just towers over us. I, I that's how I feel. You yeah. know, I feel like that. Until you leave the Shire. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot how I got on this tangent. But anyways, uh, uh, let's keep moving because I literally, I literally forgot. Right, I don't want right. to cut time. Uh, so, so what were some, what were some other jobs you took? You said you had to grind, you had to work harder. You had, to, you had to. Uh, um, I did the, I even did the the call center thing for a bit. Okay. Um, yeah. that was like one of the more mentally straining ones, and like you hate yourself for subjecting yourself to that. Even, it's just a, it's a low place, and I wasn't in a good place at the time either. I think I'd come off like a real bad breakup, and it was just. Mm. I was just going through the motions and trying to pretend to care. It was not a good time. And all I knew, I don't know, I was still like on this one-day trip. And the, if I worked hard, I, I wouldn't have that guilt, Yeah. you know. And uh, that was all bullshit. Uh, but anyway, um, I did the call center thing. For, and I want to talk about real quick uh, yeah. something that happened at that call center the day that I quit. <laughs> uh, for real, because my music was getting further and further away from me. I was like on this real kind of self-destructive path at the time. Okay. And um uh self-destructive cuz like your mentality like because of the breakup or was it because it was, of that? That or was what, a factor. You know, um my music or wasn't really where I wanted it to be okay. and I d- and I didn't know that I was lacking direction. Mm. So I didn't know how to fix whatever I wasn't happy with yeah. cuz I hadn't quite I hadn't reverse engineered it just yet to see it all. Right. I was still really drunk on it and kind of caught up in it. Yeah, so I caught could, up I in the, see. the vision. Yeah, I couldn't see. But the hands-on getting to the getting to the work totally. part. Well, anyhow, yeah. I, my favorite uh, magazine is Drum Magazine. And um, I think that it was June. It was around my birthday, that issue. And uh, on the cover is uh, Derek Roddy. And one of the best interviews I've ever read, even. It was a real... Uh, I mean, you're on the cover of a, ma- a drum magazine. It's a real chance for you to push your career and overglorify yourself and really sell yourself to your fans again. Yeah. And uh, this guy totally just gave it to you know the working drummer and told them, "Hey, man, this is this is kind of uh, what the industry's like for drummers. This is the reason I've played with so many bands. This is the reason. This is how I how, this is how I make it work for me." Okay. Mm, you yeah. know, and it was a real breath of fresh air, you know, because for someone like me, I was like, cool, this guy's living the life that I'd love to have. Yeah. Let me see what how how he does that. How he does that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he was talking about the business that he ran aside from it, and it was this real entrepreneurial kind of mentality. Yeah. You know, where if you want work, you need to get up and go work. Yeah. <laughs> Simple yeah. as that. And uh learning that discipline. Everybody's so it's easy to go somewhere and sell yourself to a company or wherever yeah and that work ethic that you're doing out of that pretty much like slave mentality you could never do for yourself because that discipline is not real yeah it's like fear but anyhow yeah, yeah anyhow, it's, it's the same thing like uh, you know where it, well just to tie in motivation you know mm-hmm. a lot of people are like oh i need i yeah. need motivation to do something i need motivation to work out oh that's what we're talking about working out but yeah. <laughs> but we need motivation to work out it's like well it don't last and that's why jock willing the guy i bring up all the time his premise is discipline equals freedom and like mm-hmm. it's a constant work like for me it's a constant like yeah, you plant a seed every day it's like it's like no like discipline equals freedom so it goes back to that you know it's like yeah you know, we're, totally but we're that's that, that false discipline is is what is what motivation is yeah it's it definitely that mentality 
you know, and um, and it, and it was a real obvious thing that that this is just what this dude loved, and when you do what you love, you don't you don't clock out. Yeah, like yeah. you stop clocking out, and, right. and you don't want to. It's kind of that idea, like you don't want a vacation, you want a life, you don't want to run away from. Yeah, you know. Anyhow, uh, yeah. I'm all into this interview, uh, the interview the, into this. Uh, well, this, you're reading uh, it. The, the article yeah, yeah, that's that. on this article that he's on the the cover of, and uh, the dude fucking calls me on the phone. I'm like How? I'm like answering calls uh, for Bank of America, like fraud protection or whatever. People's okay. cards get blocked up, and they okay. have to call so I can unlock it. I have to verify identity or whatever. Yeah. Okay, great. So I look at, and I had just I just read this article <laughs> over lunch, and I'm sitting there. the The magazine's on my desk, and uh, I had just read about the business that he runs, and uh, his name comes up, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and uh, I start verifying his identity, and I'm like, okay, and what about this? And then the name of the business is is the same, and everything. I'm like, dude, you're Derek Roddy, and he's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> you like, know, yeah. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, you don't understand. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was like, I'm a drummer. I like, I'm sitting like at work at, with this month's issue of Drum Magazine. You're on the cover, dude. That that whole article was amazing. Yeah. You know, and he fucking loses it, and I lose it, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh fuck, and I already broke all formality. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I was like, no, wow. Your call and is being recorded for yes, <laughs> totally, dude. That tape, that's on tape somewhere. Me like freaking losing it on the phone, and like, you know, pretty much like if I wasn't about to quit right after, I would have lost my job anyway. And it yeah. was just like, wow. I don't know. That was the most one of the most inspiring things in a horrible time that's ever happened. Yeah. And since then, like I've like that gave me so much direction, that encounter and yeah. the, the article. Well, what so what happened? Like with a call and, with a call. Um, well like I mean I obviously couldn't be on the phone forever. He was a super cool dude. <laughs> I got to ask <laughs> him a ton of little right? follow up questions and shit. And I was like uh, I was like, I don't care about this job. This is awesome. <laughs> Um, and he lost it. He's a super humble guy. He doesn't have a big head about himself or anything. He was, he was like amazed. He was like, whoa, this is you. For him, he was like, oh, this is Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, my, my main, the main thing I wanted to say was like, the stars aligned for like that hour. Yeah, it was. And it's funny because it's one of those things that you see in the movies where like all these things had to happen in order for you, for your guys' call to line up. Yeah, because I, yeah, totally. It was like, it was already like a weird probability for it to happen. Right. And I mean, like, there was call? no other reason for me to be at that horrible job <laughs> that I hated. Like yeah. that's why I worked there just to get that call. Anyhow, right, right. that was yeah. amazing and so inspiring. Gave me so much direction. I think we swapped information even. Yeah. And then I never contacted him again. Oh man. I didn't want. Well, I know he wouldn't think that, but I didn't want him to think I was looking for any kind of handout or anything. Yeah. I wanted. I wanted, and I don't really don't need anything from him. I just wanted him to know someday that i was inspired by that and um and i kind of want I, well i do want to but i kind of want to have something to show you know something to show for it okay um, fair enough at least what i would consider to be something to show for it yeah i know, I know I want, I'd, I'd like to have more going on it's taken me a bit to get to where i am now with yeah. the, the discipline and really manifesting things on my own and not waiting for anybody else to do things for me and yeah. all that kind of thing mm-hmm. And I'm really in a place right now where I could be in a place soon that would be 
like, really nice dude i and, talked to you i talked to you eight and years, i would 10 years and ago i would and totally uh, hit him up and being like hey what's up man that was a cool time that was badass uh, this is what i'm doing now yeah, um uh, and it would be cool right right yeah you know and it's interesting because you know maybe it, two years ago I, I couldn't have told you what i'm gonna tell you now but because uh, for me it was very similar when i went to nashville with eddie Two mm-hmm. years ago, so I went. We went. Me and Gonzo and Eddie went last December 2017. But for uh, June 2016, me and Eddie went because Eddie was finishing his record, 17 Hours, which is now available. Mm-hmm. Um, but Justin Ostrander, who's played guitar on those the last this last six tracks, yeah, I believe that's the last six tracks on the record. Um, when we were done with a session day, and I was like, dude, like, and and for lu- when we broke for lunch. Uh, we had lunch with some other guys, but after, right after lunch, getting back, we were talking whatever because they were they were getting ready for the next song, or whatever. And he's like, he's like, hey man, he's like, you want to see my gear? I was like, fuck yeah! Like he showed me everything, you know, minus his calves, which I, now I don't know what speakers he has in his calves, right? But yeah. I guess he like his guitar, you know, all the guitar, all these. I mean, just fucking geeking out all over yeah, all that yeah. shit because he's a guitar player, I'm a guitar player. It's like okay, whatever. But uh, so at, so when we we're done with the session, I was like, hey man, like is there like some like a contact place I can get from you? Like it doesn't have to be a phone number, but just somewhere I can contact you. Mm-hmm. He gave me his email. So, like, as soon as I get back, I start, like, just dissecting, like, my board and, like, okay, what am I doing? How does my tone, you know? Hey, and so, so one thing I could tell you is, and this is just, uh, this is just from my perspective, obviously, but mm-hmm. where I, I sent, my first email that I sent him was a question. So I said, hey, man, I'm dealing with this. <laughs> I'd really like to get rid of it as best I can. Like, what do you do to do with this? With this, with this? Mm-hmm. It was a, the 60 hertz hum. You know, oh, okay, the, okay. the 60, yeah. I think it's 60 hertz hum. 60 something hum, either way. It's the hum you hear off the amplifier when it's cranking or when it, when the yeah, gra- yeah, yeah. or when the ground's bad uh, and, and the outlet's on the wall. You get that ant, you know, that ant sound. And uh, so I, that was my first thing. And I was like, hey, man. And dude, he literally gave me a fucking article on that shit. Like he typed, like nice. he, like he, and he responded within maybe like 24 to 48 hours. Um, but he gave me like he's like okay if it's this this is what you do if it's this this is what you do did you check this did you check this he gave me like ten or eleven points and I did not expect it I expected a simple like because I'm a simple guy mm-hmm. so I usually say, I usually say okay this is this is what I do but he gave me like okay this is what I do and everything that I've learned so far yeah, yeah. he gave me all of them, like oh my god like and this guy I mean this guy he's a session player you know so a lot of people like this even listening now do not know who he is. And, and but the fact is that you've probably He's heard been him in a play in situations, you, yeah. And well, besides the situation, but you've probably heard him play guitar on some country song and recently. Not new. Yeah, yeah, not know it's Justin Ostrander. You go to the concert, you're like, oh, it's it's let's just say let's just say Justin Lynch, mm-hmm. and oh, it, it's it's him, whatever. You know, it's like, well, just Justin's actually the original player. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he yeah. actually created that that masterpiece of guitar work. You know, um, but anyways, but that's one thing that because that's that, that's a great that's a great. Uh, and well, going back to you, like your story, like mm-hmm. where the the universe had it just had to totally. <laughs> yeah, I got up and quit my job after that. Right away, I, I knew yeah. it was after that call. I knew that I had already gotten, I had already gotten what I was there to get. It was like a real moment of clarity, yeah. and I was like, "Well, none of this is going to put me in that direction, so I can't use it." And a promise of next week's paycheck isn't enough to keep me on. Fair so yeah. later, yeah, and I I know there's definitely a push and pull with our selves right now with the, the the guaranteed paycheck versus like okay let's let's yeah. grind it out and see uh, it's what more interesting to leap dude um right that's i don't know that was that was so inspiring and i and me quitting that job started uh when was that me you remember off, like that one, was 2011 2010 okay somewhere so that was somewhere in there or 2018 2018 so seven eight, so you were about 20 yeah. 
23, 22? Yeah, I think I had just after I had tried. I went to TSTC for a year. Okay, what did you do? I with did it? the the one year welders program. Okay, right on. And it was actually going great, and uh-huh. that's when that house fire happened. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, and, and I also uh, wrapped an international scout around a tree on my way to school. You and wrapped an international scout? Yeah, it's like a jeep. Oh, okay. I was like, "What's that?" Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a Bronco actually, okay, okay, but okay, older. Right. And just uh, it was an awesome truck. It was my dad's truck. I was borrowing it to go to school. And then totally sober on my way to school with having my coffee, and uh, out where I live, the, the roads are very narrow. Okay. And uh, some dude didn't want to go into a pothole that was right there for him, <laughs> meant for him. Yeah. So he goes into my lane. I'm like, uh, "This thing's a tank. I'll destroy him." I think I can be off road just a little bit, not to hit him. Yeah, and I end up catching uh, the driveway of a house with my uh, outside tire, and it totally fucking throws me into the little ditch, ditch area. Okay, yeah, yeah, the yeah, little, little ditch, yeah. Um, like drainage ditch yep. on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I fall in the ditch, the front axle snaps. Oh Jesus! I have no clue. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. all I see is the bricked up driveway coming in front of me. So I pull out of there. And because the it, the axle's broken, it just goes all the way, yeah. and boom, right into a tree. Oh, man. Totaled. Anyhow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, I just haven't had really good luck in school. That, that's interesting how you've, you've been diverted from. Yeah. From, like, like it, hey. I, I, I knew it wasn't for me, and I, and I, and I needed to stop wasting my time. Uh, no, I don't, far, I don't, how, I don't how, think how school's a waste of time right, for, right. for people that can manipulate that system properly, but it, for me, it totally yeah. is. What uh? How long? How long did you have left before, like, for that welders program? Uh, enough to fail. Yeah, enough to just. Yeah, the the way that it was set up, that uh, they have all these different uh parts of the the course Mm -hmm. to take that happen periodically throughout that one year. Right. And uh, I was doing pretty well, pretty average, you know, good. You were hanging C's or whatever it was I was doing at the time. I gave a shit. I was trying. Right. You liked it. I was. I was. I was was a good welder. So one thing I was thinking. Right. Because one thing I was thinking is like hands on. It's It's a hands on thing. So you. Yeah. That's you. You know. It was. It was a middle ground. It was a little. Yeah. Something I could. I could do. And um, and like that, la- the last couple of classes that I wasn't able to make up or do anything for, right? Uh, it voids the entire course, and you just fail. Right, right, you right. You right. fail. Good day, sir. <laughs> it was, I was done. Uh, I, I didn't pass so go. I didn't agony. collect two hundred dollars. It was. It sucked. That was it. So um, what, what, what was your next move then? So my another moment of school. Yeah. Um, falling through. What did I do after that? I think I might have been a janitor after that. The janitor thing happened. But what you're talking about, or like the the three hour, like three buildings a night thing, that yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, you're doing that? I was doing that for a while, and uh, I did that for maybe like two years. Okay. Um, what was your music as far as during this time? I was uh, actually I had a excellent uh, personal practice regimen that okay. I held to. I practiced at least two uh, two hours a day every day. Without fail, um, right? That's good. It was good. Shit. That's not man. That's not. There's nothing wrong with that. It was for good sure. for the longest time. That's all I did. I, I knew I wasn't the dude that was just awesome on the drums. No, yeah, I, I needed to go the, home and that's practice. That's the grit I'm talking about. Where yeah, you just, just fucking buckle up. I, I knew what work had to be put in, and it was for me. I was like taking out insurance. I knew that eventually I'd find a band, and when I did, I needed to be tip top. Yeah, the best. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, um, it didn't happen for a bit. I think it was 2000 and. Well, it was I think it's going almost almost six years ago. Okay. 
Um, I started a band, uh, Unfathom Sorrow, with uh, my buddy Joey Velasquez. And um, we were both in a real shit place then. I had just left that uh, call center. Okay. I had <laughs> yeah. just quit that place. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I think we, we our styles didn't even match real well. He had this real, like, Swedish melodic uh, metal sound. And I was, like, this real, like, uh, uh, metalcore drummer that, that was all, like, punk and thrashed out. Yeah, it yeah. Was, um, and we made it work. And I think that's what made that sound. And well, so was that like so? You, is that band still together now? Or, yeah, or what, we've what? been practicing every Tuesday since. So what band is that? That's Unfathom Sorrow. Okay, Unfathom Sorrow. Right. right. Um, that's the longest uh, active project that I have you going uh, to date. Damn. So that's 2012. So that's going six years. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah, and it's just it's one of those projects that we've we've tried to get it going before, and we did gig, and uh, we could never find uh, members that were on the exact same page where we were. Yeah. Uh, Joey and I were always just so in sync, and it was. Yeah, it yeah. was just it ended up being better. We were more productive, just the two of us. Yeah. And it, it ended up being not for that intention, but other people ended up just getting in the way. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting how that works, because it's 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 an inter- it's a it's an interesting thing on its own dealing with five people, four people like that. I mean, these people like that's maybe now that I'm thinking out loud is like as far as like these singers and artists in Nashville, why they hire a band Mm-hmm. out you know versus like kind of an organic thing like like eddie what eddie's doing try, trying mm-hmm. to do now where it's like that chemistry is very hard i mean you have to really yeah, that's like what you're scavenger through when you're doing that it's, you have to really scavenger through to to get that because it's if, precious because yeah. even uh, who some i just heard someone recently i think it was Sturge, i think it was sturgeon on, on joe rogan this last most recent podcast but mm-hmm. uh, he talks about you know like his band like the hang like if you're a cool hang, like that's part of, that has a lot to do with whether you're gonna stay or not. Like more, you can be the best fucking player in the yep. world, and if you're not a cool hang, nobody wants like to it's work hard. with a dick, dude. It's hard. People yeah. want something that's someone that's convenient to be around. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but that ended up starting okay, yeah, yeah. me down that road where um, I was. I, uh, we were doing that for a long while. Uh, we ended up losing any members that that came through. Um, it was just we weren't gonna find anybody that were gonna take the project as serious that we were. Yeah, yeah. That, that, it, too much time had already passed. Yeah, and it was already starting to mean something to us. That's probably I'm probably the most emotionally connected to that group. Yeah, uh, just because I was uh, something that was started. I don't know in a very personal way, and. Um, it's just hung in there the longest too. Yeah, it stood the test. Uh, me, both me and my buddy Joe are very experienced by now, mm-hmm. and uh, he's even he's older than I am. Even okay, you know. So are the bands that we were both previously in were like buddy bands. We'd we'd gig together. Right, right, so right. A yeah. lot of it just kind of fell into place there. Ever since that Derek Roddy thing, uh, I've just been picking up breadcrumbs, getting away from what's expected of me, and really diving in and leaping without looking, and just having faith in myself. Yeah. And really trying, um, it's, I, I, I've always find the next thing, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, I joined, I, after that, I think I, uh, so that's 2012. So where, so where, where, where are you going now? Where's 2012, um, that's going, the world didn't end. Not great. Yeah. It didn't end. <laughs> I didn't even see the movie. I was like, nope, I want to be surprised when it ends. I don't want to know how it's going to go down. I saw waves. I don't know. 
I was I in Sao Padre. I, I was like, Beza. spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, um, uh, the Unfathom project is 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 uh, going. It's going through all its problems. All the while, I'm like, okay, nothing's getting easier. Yeah. My drums need a job. Um, I end up meeting, um, or have already met, actually, uh, the manager for now, Southern Ashes. Okay. He's a, a work friend of my dad's. Okay. And um, for like three years, uh, I bothered him. To he he was working representing another band. Yeah. And yeah. I, and and it wasn't going great, and I was like, well, fuck all that, dude. Um, let's you and I start a band. I can play with anyone. I know I can. I've put up with so many different people. Um, I, I'm so confident I could jump over and learn how to play country, and uh, I'll take it seriously. I'll apply myself. Um, drumming, I can do. Right, right. And, and, and also, and drumming, I want to do. Yeah, totally. I need it. Yeah. You know, and um, so finally, for like, uh, it took us three years until we, we uh, Ricky found Matt on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, we he lived like right down the street, <laughs> but we found him on YouTube. Uh, it's that's funny. funny yeah. We're Damn. We're in the future. That's how you. That's how you find people. Now, I didn't. I, guess. I didn't realize you, you guys had been talking like that long. I mean, I always. Yeah, I, didn't, I dude, just didn't know him. It's a good story. I needed a paying gig, and I found a way to build one. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, well, I remember. Yeah, me and you helped out another another artist yeah. recently, or not? Re- well, it was like last year. It's or been. Two a, year. It's been a like bit. two years already. But yeah. when we helped that person. I'm. Not, I don't even want to say. When we helped yeah, that yeah. person. And we we had this first con- like this this little ounce of like the fact like you know the Southern Ashes thing like the country well, more it's more the country yeah. crossover because here in the valley and we have that we have that ability you know as far as like okay you want to build your foundation and stuff well you can get some gigs here at home to get you paid mm-hmm. while you're while you're building yeah, your macro on yeah you, you, yeah there's totally some, there's some weekend warrior stuff that you can knock out here in the valley without yeah. leaving the valley totally you know, without leaving the valley. Um, totally totally good little circulation um, agree. But it took a bit. It took a bit to yeah. get that going. It took a good while. It was a good three years of of uh, seeing who was out there as far as if you're putting a country band together, mm. and um, you know, without trying to offend anybody, but uh, it was not. I didn't like what I saw. Yeah, I yeah. didn't like seeing people of a certain age with <laughs> less of a work ethic than somebody that was significantly younger than them. Yeah, um, I was very unimpressed that that's what people were getting paid for when I've growing up in, in the metal scene seeing all of this talent and all this work ethic um there's a glass ceiling there too right but um it was very real since there was no money in it you ha- it was a passion play for anybody that was involved everybody cared right um the whole country thing was a real shock to me cuz there was uh there was money there but the work ethic wasn't the same um, yeah, it's it was it was a weird opposite kind of contrast. Well, it well was, that that's kind of that's what it is. It made me feel so hopeless. I was just like, oh no, well, it's how can this be the way that it is? Right. Uh, but uh, it was a shock. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. It's, it's what I mean. I got this from Adam Robinson, but you know, you think you think so. You have A, B, C, or D or E, mm-hmm. right? And you know that A through C is for sure not. It, you have D or E. You think it's D, but it's actually E for like a whole variable that you didn't even know about. Yeah, and it changes everything. Yeah, so so with that, the opposite is true. And it's like yeah, and the, my then tie into that is like the fact like it's almost it's it's a 
a type. I don't know if greed is the right word, but it's a type of a uh, money just attracts the worst kind of people. That's as simple as that. It's, yeah, it's, it's, and it the work up ethic, the work ethic purpose. wasn't what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And all around, um, there's a lot of bare minimum being acceptable for a lot of people. Right. And there's and it, now now we're not we're not saying money shouldn't be a factor. No, no, not but not, but not but when it affects work ethic, oh totally. And when people kind of leech off of like others, yeah, and dude, stuff like that. Um, you know? And then because one thing that pisses me off is like the quality of work. Exactly. You know, and that, which is what you're talking about because it's exactly. like you know we'll see something, and I say we, me and my friends that we mm-hmm. go out and whatever. Um, but we'll watch, and it's like I can't believe they got hired for this. Yeah, and then, and I don't care that they got paid more than us, but we're gonna give you like the better product. And the thing is, like, and not not even to get not now, not even to drive into politics. Like, not even yeah. to bring that fact. That's a whole different factor on its own. Yeah, but yeah, we're just definitely to, just to leave on the monetary, just to leave the monetary in focus is like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe you're willing to pay a grand yeah. for that. You know, like what the. What the fuck? You know, you know yeah, dude, that's what I say. It's like, and I'm over it, like emotionally over it. Yeah, but it's it's the premise of like, man, I can't believe you want that. That that's as good as you want. That that that. And when there's like so and talent that that not not only us. I'm not saying mm-hmm. our band. I'm saying like there's talent. Period. Yeah, totally. That is worth my dollar. Now there's my perspective. There's a perspective thing there. Obviously, totally. You know, that, that's where I bring my perspective. Like, man, there's so much talent that I'll pay. Dude, actually, so this. Sorry, quick side tangent, mm-hmm. but let's do it. Uh, but I was at a, I was at a, was it a Christmas party? I think it was a Christmas party with uh, some people of uh, at a the gym I used to work at, mm-hmm. and we were at Bourbon Street. Well, this band I don't know, I don't even know their freaking name, but they were like a Stevie Ray Vaughan esque band, mm-hmm. and I was like, look, I would hire them for my wedding. Like that's a band I want. Like nice. I need a card because. In the future, I mean, they're older guys. I'm like, yeah. in my head, I'm like, if you guys are alive, <laughs> when I get married, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's like, <laughs> it says <laughs> a lot. Because <laughs> they were older gentlemen, you know, we're talking yeah. 55 plus, jamming out to Stevie Ray Vaughan. The guitarist totally. was killing it. He could fucking sing. The piano player slash bass player could sing too. They all gave a shit. And yeah, yeah, I'm like, they're yeah. rocking. I'm like, they're, they're a band that I would hire. Yeah. Like, I, w- I will pay them a grand to do this hour and a half gig, you know? Mm-hmm. Not, I wouldn't even ask them to do a, a three-hour gig. No, hour and a half. Give me your best hour and a half, and I'll give you know I'll give you and a grand. I'm I'm just throwing numbers out there. Those aren't the, mm-hmm. those aren't real figures that we work with. They're sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, but going back to like the quality of work, it's like I see them like, yes, totally. They're gonna show um, up on time. They're gonna get their work done, and I'm you know they're gonna get compensated for the, the work. The whole uh, the whole business plan or whatever of building uh, what ended up being Southern Ashes what at the time was uh. Ricky had all this ability to book and and connections and uh, yeah. and I I know bands I know I know about band dynamic I know what it takes for people to work together yeah. I've seen people uh, think they could work with somebody and I already was like no dude you can't for these reasons be you know look yeah. at it you know it's 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 simple uh, for me that's always been simple um, so that was kind of what we were gonna do I was gonna. I was going to create a, a standard and he was going to help me find people that could live up to it. Yeah. Um, right off the bat coming into it, I was like, I don't even want any of, of the kind of older generation involved in the first place. You know, yeah. I could, I could go join one of those bands maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Know? Potentially. Yeah. Just um, learn the repertoire. But I'd rather, I'd rather build something. If we're building something, then let's build it on purpose and let's try to yeah. avoid some of the already flaws I can see, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, we didn't get to do that and i'm glad too because then we wouldn't have had ruby ruby's fucking awesome oh, yeah yeah you know so there was even a compromise that was 
worth it, you know, yeah. I, um, which is good because it wasn't as hopeless as I, it seemed <laughs> yeah. uh, coming into it. There are some, and, and I yeah. have met a lot of a lot of a lot of dudes in the country scene that I have a lot of respect for. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, okay, cool, that's badass. It it seemed a lot darker at first. Right. It's like, um, oh, what? Totally. Like, really? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because you're new. Yeah. So you're yeah. Like, so I mean, yeah, I mean, this is I'm like an outsider. Yeah. You know, coming in, I my only in is that I'm I'm a musician. I know <laughs> yeah. music. You know, and we all relate on that level. So it was a way in. Um, and then I've always said it, you know, drums is an all access pass in music. Yeah. You know, yeah. you there's, it can, okay. It can be, it's like potential knowledge. Well, it depends if you're just like, well, I only want to play thrash. That's what I'm, you know? that's what I'm saying. So you're closing yourself off. Yeah, exactly. If you're you right. don't use the all access pass, that's your deal, yeah. but that's totally what it is. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what because a lot of people are like, oh, knowledge is power. And it's like mm -hmm. the new definition is actually knowledge is potential power. Totally. You know, like, you know, like, totally. And I, I discovered that. A good two and a half years ago, where I was like, knowledge, power. Yes, you you, you discover that also through working with bands. You meet yeah. so many people that will never reach their potential. Yeah, don't hold your breath. And and you know you know talking about potential, it's like I'm we. I feel like the guys that I know, you, a lot, a lot of other people that I know, generally, um, not in the music scene. It's like it's like still searching for that, still searching for the max potential like i feel like yeah. there's so there's so much pulling left to do yeah, but with everything that we learned it's you can't even put all your chips on that yeah there's so many other factors that come in where you're just like oof i'm i'm satisfied with a healthy growth rate and a good attitude <laughs> you know yeah. than, than than just the potential or the skill or the talent or whatever right um i'd put i'd i'd, I'd put my my money on that more um and I think that's something we've all all learned. That you're, you build your first band, you're like, I want the best players I can possibly find. <laughs> well, imagine my first band like, was like in seventh grade. <laughs> my yeah. first band was seventh grade. It's like I didn't know a damn thing. All we know is, I I know a few chords. I like this music. That, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so fun. It's so funny how that. But it's, it, 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 it evolves. It evolves further and further, and then it becomes more and more real. And then right. and then it's like on on the adult level to mm -hmm. where there's. You kind of end up having to have this zero tolerance for for nonsense, right? And um, and even then, like when I when I left the, and the it's the band that gave me my training wheels. When I left them, uh, it was a moment like that for me where I was like, I'm tired of showing up to practice and not being ready, like pe the band not being ready. It's like, it's like, and even now, like I I find myself with this now because to to be fair, like overwhelming amount of music that we're going through. Like, mm -hmm. Do we 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 learn? I mean. Yeah, even with charge, I, I we learn. I get caught in it too. Like we learned forty-seven songs in like six weeks. Forty-seven, and 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 so 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 we get caught in that here and there, but going back to like, or just the premise of of uh, well, we can go back to just work. It's just mm -hmm. the work, and it's totally. just like Jesus. Totally, like, you know, it's like I've been in some situations where I'm like, damn, this is not a retirement home. I want to, <laughs> I want to get some work in. Yeah, I was like, we're all very young. Uh, there's nobody has an excuse here not to not to dig in. Yeah, you know, not to test your strength and test the yeah. boundary of how much can you do. Yeah. that's why I like that gig that we did. I learned thirty songs in a week. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, same. Well, yeah, same, same. I, I love I, that. I'm like I haven't charted I was like, out. Fuck yeah, and and, <laughs> and I could take that and show my bandmates and be like, look at these songs, thirty in like thirty of them. Yeah, in a week, I had them all charted out. Yeah, same, I, same. I, yeah, yeah. I got his. I got like. Uh, Granted, yeah, maybe I didn't learn them like uh, crazy precisely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I knew my way around all those songs. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. Know? Same. Yeah. And for me, the second gig was way better than the first. Oh, totally. Once I figured, we got wet on it. Once I figured out the well, for me, because I'm a, I am a pat, I'm I'm a pattern guy, but mm -hmm. not to a fault. I'm just a pattern guy. 
And once I figured out the pattern of all like, these, especially like those alter- alternative songs, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. have no, I've never played that genre before, or whatever. No, but you just grew up hearing it and, here and there. And it's yeah. like, oh, I figured out the pattern scale wise, and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna okay. stay here. Stay the in formula. My, I'm, I'm yeah. Stay in my lane. I'll stay in my lane for these three hours, two and a half hours, whatever yeah. we played, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And you know, the interesting thing is like, you know, that person. I I think of a lot about it when I think about uh leadership and like how to communicate with people. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how, because uh, the. And it's funny because now there's a dynamic of I and we. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm trying to do the best for this band. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that for the best of everybody. Yeah. It's like, man, there's a we here. Everybody everybody wants what's best for the band, and everybody thinks they know what's best for the <laughs> right. band. Yeah. So, th- so, then, so then there's a we. Well, now people are subbing we for I. So they, oh, we need to do this. We need to do that. Wait, is that what you want to do? Is that what... Re- is that what the band really needs? Is mm-hmm. it, there's a macro here? Is that is that is is we appropriate or is this what you're saying? And you use we because you think that oh it's a team thing, mm-hmm. but if your team's not behind you, well we can become I through disappointment. Yeah. Also, I've seen that. Fair enough. Also, yeah. Uh, there's people that don't wait for the situation to start doing the or I even thing unfold. and and, the, and <laughs> it'll just happen. But um, it can be. And that's just where, I don't know, there's a uh, big lessons I've learned. The number one lesson I've learned that keeps getting thrown in my face is acceptance. Mm. You cannot control any other person. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the bad. best thing you can do is be as honest as possible and make somebody feel comfortable enough to be honest with you yeah. so you can see if your goals match. So you can yeah. see if you have the right things in common to start pursuing something and see that's where i bring in like potential and like still scavenger and do that like like even even when i had a, I had a conversation with gonzo maybe maybe like three weeks ago now mm-hmm. i don't think it was quite a month but it, it was it was it, we went out that night and we ended up at whataburger so it was one of those nights right yeah so it was like okay let's go to whataburger sober up a little bit and whatever but you know I, I told him like man you know i'm still studying too like you're studying for like he likes the ems thing and he he's 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 filtering through like the ems and like music because you know they both they both create you know they don't create him. They both uh, are part of him. Like, yeah, yeah. there's something about this, being in the service industry like that, and then being a service of entertainment. You know, because yeah. both there's it's, definitely it's a contrast that's happening. The macro service, him. one's entertainment, one's healthcare, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like learning and 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 trying to find that potential. It's like, dude, like it's okay to feel. At least I'm giving him that that okay. I'm I'm telling him, like, dude, like you're good. Mm-hmm. We're fucking 26 years old, dude. Like, if you want to be settled by by 30, if you want to be settled by 30. You're already 30, right? So I'm just saying if yeah. you want. like For us, we have four, four years. And there's a macro to this, too, that I I, I don't want to get off the tangent. Mm-hmm. But if we, if you want to be set up by 30, then you need to filter through, like, you need to filter through the depths of these things so you can actually be there when you're 30. Yeah. Because if you it's don't lot, filter through It takes through a lot them, of honesty, too. It's if you don't filter through them, then you won't know. And then we're going to be when you're 30, and you may not be content. Now, I'm not saying you should be fully content. That's an, that's an issue that I'm dealing with right now is being, yeah. being fully content and and my definition my definitions of success. But it's like there's potential, there's growth. There, it's like you know, and to, for me, because my macro and the mm-hmm. macro that I bring to this podcast all the time is balance. It's to like be, to I, be in motion. I need to well, be in motion, but maybe find your balance. Yeah, to sustain and not be so reliant on one day. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and going back to like the teamwork and like the only people that. Work well with people, knowing people that like, man, like, there's some work there. Mm-hmm. But the general consensus I think that we have right now is like, you know, what Jocko calls develop building relationships. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you, how do you become successful with a boss that doesn't like you, quote unquote? Well, you get on their good side. Yeah, I don't know. I dig in, dude. Um, 
being in, 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 in bands with people, um, all I think is I'm going to be working with these people. I need to know as much about them as I can yeah. so I can operate around them. And at least figure out if you want to be um, there or not. Well, totally. Well, yeah, there's you, definitely that. that. You know, there's work, that. Yeah. Um, and then there's just the, you go down your checklist, you know. Can I be here? Yeah, okay, cool. How, I need to know all these different people. I need to know where their boundaries are, uh, yeah. what their sense of humor is like, how much respect do they need, uh, how much space do they need, all, all that. Right. You know, so that I don't end up in a situation I don't like by accident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, not only that, but so that I can... I don't know. I don't. I'm the type of person where I'm never going to ask somebody for something that I wouldn't do for them. Fair enough. You yeah. know, I, I that's um, that's the way I would work at the gym. I, and even now, I'll I'll help. At the, I, I'm actually helping the gym out for a while, like coming up a few days. Mm -hmm. But it's the same thing. Like for, as far as workouts, I I tell them I'll never ask you to do something that I can't do. Yeah. And like the only reason I can do it is because I've been doing this. For, I've been working on this for it's two. Something years. that you've controlled. Yeah. yeah. I just learned how to control like burpees. And now it's cool because like now I see people do burpees. Like good. They're only going to do you good. They're only going to do you good. And all mm -hmm. you need is like ten, and like you'll be surprised on even how ten burpees will make you feel. Like you know, like nice. people yeah. people underestimate the burpee, and I'm like I'm just full on full. They just sound too ridiculous. <laughs> for me. I can't imagine like burpees for days. Yeah. But uh, but the point but the point is the and even then the the point can be also like finding that potential. People are like oh burpees are hard. Eh, do 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 ten a day for three months, mm -hmm. and then do ten and and that's it. That attitude always always bothers me. As far even, as even even like in a band setting, like that okay. song's hard. Like shut up! <laughs> it's like trying to teach something to a kid. You don't want to tell them that it's something hard. You that's just want them to yeah. try. Yeah, at you least, know. At least, and I hate. And it. See, that's our issue because but of I sheltering. see people that are adults that are doing that to themselves. And I'm like, stop it! <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're lazy. I don't know. Yeah, if, yeah. What, what if, what, if what you've is. got something in you that that you hold yourself back? Right. But just try first. Yeah. Before yeah. you start saying, you don't even know your own strength. Right. You just already assume you can't and do see, it. So, like the macro can be put, the macro for our, this conversation could be potential because of that. Because that's the pro That's been the issue with the millennials and Shelton. Now, now we can go to a bigger macro of like millennials. Yeah, and yeah. I see a bunch of shit, a bunch of people giving shit to millennials. Like, well, I'm a millennial, but I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't, you can't even put me in the same category as like other some other millennials. I always steer away from the entire conversation. <laughs> I really do because yeah. I. The whole millennial thing. Remember, like in the we went over last time, where I really don't. I try on purposely not to see age in the people. There are obviously right, some right, things right. where you can't avoid, right. like we said. But, right. but I don't like, I don't like that kind of labeling on yeah, people. Right. I really just see it as another division to throw in between people. Yeah. Uh, the whole millennial Fair thing. Enough. Right yeah. now, everybody's ragging on millennials. I yeah. have no. I'm not interested. I don't know a lot about it. Um, I don't really know where I stand on it. Yeah. I don't care. If I were a millennial, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm a millennial. I'm like, no, dude, that's a <laughs> fucking, yeah, go fucking tattoo it in your fucking forehead. Why don't right, you? right, right, right. I was like, that's already just, what are you doing? Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, my my initial thought and going into creating this podcast was that. is like, I know what millennials people, like, uh, I know what millennials people are talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know some better millennials that people aren't talking about. Well, yeah, it's it's all one-sided. Anything that's being shown to you is being shown with motive. Right, right. So, you so, know? so with all, so with yeah. all that, right. So, so then, like, we start. So then, I saw. So the I podcast. just check out. Right. So then, I saw the podcast and going, and now we're here. It's like, yeah, because there's some badass people that are people that other people don't know have a fucking clue. Totally, yeah. And it's and that's what started off as. Now, what it is, you know, going past episode twenty-eight, week twenty-eight, is where now it's like, 
I've gone so I'm now in that seat with you. I'm I'm in the same at least in the same bus yeah. as you. Where it's like that doesn't even matter. There's so, there's some irrelevant. cool it's stuff. It's a distraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's irrelevant. Irrelevant's yeah. a better word. It's because it's still a distraction because it's still out there. Yeah. We still have to communicate with people. You know so, what I mean? Yeah, it's still totally. out there. And even when I'm at even when I'm at jujitsu, like it, it just comes up. And okay, I can I can deal though. Mm-hmm. I'm like listen to my podcast. I'm like you think you think everybody's full of shit. Listen to my, listen to all 60, 61 episodes of my podcast and criticize the beginning and then start actually listening. Pay attention to the growth, yeah. And it's like, cool. you know, but anyways, 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 uh, <laughs> I don't even know how we discussed. Well, we start, well, the, the biggest thing is just potential, but let's, let's, let's trace back to the, the calendar here. Let's trace back. So 22, you're 22, so I'm trying to think of 2012, the world didn't end. And you, so you had the long, like this long band, then you created, helped uh, create Southern Ashes. Yeah. Um, that was already what, three, you guys are three years ago? Yeah, years that ago? was, that was three years before we even found Matt. Before the the name even came up, okay, that was just all footwork, just a project. Like, it okay, was just it was just the legwork. Let's create a country band with this. Yeah, it know. was it was the removing of obstacles so that it could finally start happening. Um, there was a lot of reasons why not. We needed to get rid of them. Yeah, we needed to you know go through all whatever potential members that were not going to work out. Yeah, just not not and part of um, the image. Till finally something took. Okay, that we got to put that on pause. Because the same week that Southern Ashes gets together as Southern Ashes, um, I join Lone Scar. Mm. Um, I'm at church, and uh, the bassist, Mike, from Lone Scar sees me. He notices I'm wearing a Namana Marth shirt and uh, the drumstick necklace. Okay. And, um, and he approaches me after mass, and he's like, "Hey, man, do you play drums?" And I was like, "Yeah, what's going on?" And uh, he starts telling me about his band, Lone Scar. And then uh, I didn't realize it till later on, but I had seen them, and I paid attention because they were a metal band from Westlaco, and they reminded me a lot of my first band. Okay. Um, so already there was that connection, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, they're pretty cool." And um, and then I didn't hear about it again. And then uh, some time goes by, and uh, my buddy VC uh, actually did recommend. I and I totally blew it off. I guess I was busy, yeah. distracted. Yeah. Um, he had recommended. Uh, there he was telling me that they were looking for a drummer, and I guess it kind of fell through the cracks yeah, on just, my on yeah, my focus. Yeah, where you're at. The and moment, uh, yeah. actually, in that time, I'm working uh, for. Okay, I was working. I quit that one job with the call center. Um, I did the janitor thing. I had already worked uh, delivery for uh, the salons and barbers and whatnot. And then um, I took a quick job uh, with uh, an electric contractor that was he would they would wire up uh, buildings. Okay. We did we did a school in uh, Las Milpas. Okay. I was one of the dudes that would go and like bend all the pipes and get them ready and do all that all that sort of deal. So I was on uh, a work site the with a bunch of dudes. <laughs> yeah, and um, did that for a bit, and then uh, I got introduced to another acquaintance of my dad that ended up being uh, an important mentor to me, uh, where I started welding for him. He was a contractor, and we would build uh, steel frame buildings. Okay, uh, from the ground up, from the foundation. It was uh, that was. Probably my favorite job and the hardest job. Yeah. It was really dangerous. I was walking on tall buildings and building shit. It was 
It was what was me- that? It was metal as fuck. It was cool. <laughs> it couldn't get any more metal no, than that. <laughs> it was it was it was so cool. And just the work ethic that I got from all the people I worked with, the dude had a bunch of illegals working for him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was that was that was probably the most important workplaces I have were with illegals. Um, the work ethic was through the roof. There yeah, was no excuses. Yeah, ever. You were a lazy piece of shit if we didn't get <laughs> things done. And yeah. it was worth it. And we took so much pride in our work. It was just, it was beautiful. It was, it was awesome. I, I never felt more human than when I was doing that. Yeah. Um, there was an artistic side of me that was hurting, yeah. um, you know, and it wasn't, I wasn't well balanced, so I couldn't always appreciate it. But it was, I learned so much from, from my boss at that time. Good. I got to That's see good. this guy sit down with all the work in the Valley is, it's, it's decided who gets what jobs yeah, and yeah. who gets what right. contracts. Yeah. Yep. There's a fucking breakfast at a taqueria on Saturday, Sunday mornings. And these guys all sit down at the table and talk shit and divide up the work. It's the compadre system. That's what the value is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, because you, you see a lot of cantu and I, out I, there. I you got see to, a lot yeah, of totally. This is, like, these guys are uh, all in cahoots. There's a system in, notice, in play. Notice, yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Um, I and, loved anyhow, when I figured that out. I got yeah. to see this guy sit down at a table, talk a bunch of bullshit. It was all, <laughs> like, this is where I learned everyone's 12 years old. Mm, okay. Everyone is just making it up. That's what being an entrepreneur <laughs> means. You're making it up. You're make-believe, and you have the most hardcore poker face that people believe you. And it's not until you actually produce a product that it's confirmed, and then you build a reputation, and it snowballs. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. But it, it all that's is built on a lie, essentially. At the beginning, um, I feel yeah, like that, yeah. It's, it's a promise that is either going to be empty or not, and it's going to define you. But anyhow, right, uh, right, right. I, I learned so much there. Right, and you know, oh, just, just another quick side tangent was, yeah. like, as far as, like, realizing... Because one thing that I heard someone tell me recently, this was probably about a month ago now, because it was around Border Fest time. Uh, he's like, he's like, well, he's like, I, I, and he's older than me. he's older than us. Like he's mm-hmm. older, he's actually an older, older guy. But he says, you know, you, you, he's just gonna fake it till he makes it or whatever. And and so so hold on, so so my contrary is like, you know, it's interesting that I heard people say that, and I've hear, I hear people say that a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I could never do that. I'm like, it's not, it has nothing, it has nothing to do with work ethic or discipline. I wouldn't make it. I. I'd fail if I didn't work and I didn't put in the hours. That I, now, well, this is just a me thing. It's just I, a me I, thing. I get that, too, because it's the way that it's worded. The word right. fake is that what you don't like. Because right. that's what I don't Maybe, like yeah. in it either. It's you know, it, it's more, um, I don't know, even that's kind of a cave wall drawing. It's right. poetry. It's not that literal that you right. fake it. It's like, that it, you try, you're trying. Right, because if, you know, if, if I fuck up on a solo, especially one that I should have practiced, mm-hmm. then I messed it up. Totally. Why? Because I messed Lack it up. Lack of preparation. Yeah. All, all, yeah, all the things, all the variables we yeah. know that fucking universe is going to line up. <laughs> you totally. know, for that moment that mm-hmm. for me to play this stupid solo. But that's my point. It's like, you know, people, oh, and because even Joe Walsh, you know, he's, when he gets asked that, and there's actually a song called Lucky Man, like by, I think it's called, it's called Lucky or Lucky Man by, by Joe Walsh. It's on mm-hmm. his uh, solo record, like from like 2012 or so. Uh, but it, it generally says the same thing. I'm like, I, I, I'm, the universe has not allowed me to do that. I can't fake my way through a solo that I should know. I can't fake my way through a conversation anymore. You know what I mean? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the the way and this obviously this these are these are just building blocks. But it's like the books I've read, the things I'm trying to use them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think versus like oh I'm gonna not tell the exact truth. It's like well no I'm gonna tell you okay I don't fucking know it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I don't fucking know it. I can get that. But the, but again, I'm, I'm just giving my perspective on like what you're saying. Because right now, what's coming up with me with that, the only thing is that it almost sounds like lack of accountability at the same time, though. The whole the universe didn't allow and all that. Right. You know, because that's another thing also is accountability. Right. Um, and see, I... And see, going back to the self, the self-discipline and all yeah, that stuff, yeah. it's like, well, I'm not allowed to say that stuff mm-hmm. because I'm I'm given the time if I really want to do it, if I really want to pursue it, if I really, if I really want to learn the solo. You know, it's, yeah. it goes back to the self-discipline. And there we are with the pros and cons, never deciding. Yeah. yeah. Um, because sorry, it, I got off. I got off on but, a but, but, tangent, but but it makes sense. Yeah, I, I totally get that. Uh, where were we on that? <laughs> um, <laughs> damn it! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, I liked that. Um, well, obviously, okay. So, well, let's trace back just a quick. As far as like that boss, you said you got to see him. Oh, totally. Just so we can start there, just so we can work our way back. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's not like he was like your mentor. Like it's not like he was like a decent mentor. Oh, totally. That sense. guy taught like, me how to hustle, dude. Uh, p- meeting people like him, there are definitely people I've met that have inspired me, and there's pieces of them that I knew I needed to be a version of myself that I'm still not. Right. <laughs> but, um, right. But I knew that it was it was totally a breadcrumb to pick up or a piece of a puzzle that I needed, yeah. and uh, he was definitely one of them. And uh, it's funny because all the people that I've I've been inspired by are just so different from each other, mm. and it's all little pieces. Some of them are are even you know people that are um, I don't even know how to say that or if I should say that, but mm-hmm. people that are essentially, I guess, drug dealers and are are, okay. are, are just hustling. Fair enough. The work ethic behind it. Yeah. You know, there's people that are junkies that are never going to do a goddamn thing, but yeah. I've seen some people do some pretty amazing things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and they've been very they've been very lucky. And, right, and, right. And, and, and that, works tight, out that tight work ethic has, has helped them, you know, stay out of harm's way. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's still pretty impressive. The, yeah, the work ethic behind what it is they're doing, regardless of the purpose or the format is impressive yeah yeah you know i'm taking i still get to take something away from that mm-hmm. anyhow but yeah i learned a lot from this dude um and uh how uh, long were you doing that how long did you do that i did that for you said two, you said two uh, i did no that was the the janitor thing okay, for okay. two years i think i did this for almost four years okay and uh okay so now was, we're getting, now we're getting close to like work yeah. today yeah you know? it was rough okay I, I well, did it why for was it rough for because it was Hard labor work? Okay. every day, yeah, and no days off. Yeah, seven days a week. And we were we were straight. It was just, it was a crazy fucking uh, grind for lack of a better word. Yeah, but it was it was all push. Yeah, uh, I was testing myself, uh, and even then I was still like in kind of a self destructive place. And uh, why were you still there? Or what? What, what, I what kept, was, what kept I, you I wasn't there? a happy person, and I didn't know. How just to, sour, yeah. Just out, like, a little, yeah. Kind totally. of outward. I knew that. I knew that I was uh, intellectually inclined. I, I felt like I had spent my life by society standard chasing the wrong things and valuing the wrong things. Yeah. I've spent so much time uh, concerned with, pretty much all of my childhood concerned with my spiritual health, and um, there's really no value for that in our society. And, yeah. And uh, there's nothing. The way our society is built up, there's people that can reach success without being a healthy person. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of, my value on that was kind of reversed. I was so focused on being my best self and uh, I was still failing at it, but. <laughs> right. But, but I was chasing but at least that. You were, yeah, at least you're going. For a long you time. Had something for, to chase after. For a long time, I wanted, I wanted to, to study to be a priest. Okay. It was, that's, that's how much it was. I, I was uh, concerned. Uh, and I knew that 
spirituality wasn't a part-time thing. Uh, yeah, I can't. That I can't if disagree. you wanted, if you really wanted to be a human being, you would have to dedicate your life to it. Yeah, it's it's a weird distinction yeah. to make. Yeah, but um, but yeah. I I was raised to value that. Yeah, Same, I, mean, I, gen- I generally was and now, uh, or generally and, was also. And as much as I don't know, um, it's how, just something that I've always valued. And how do you, it's pulled how, me away from a lot of other things that I would have maybe helped me be successful by society standards. Yeah, yeah. So what what how have we stayed how do you, are you which, still, which which in a way would have been yet another Ninja Turtle backpack. Mm. Um but um what, what was that? No, I'll say what uh how do you like how's your spirituality now? Like how do you deal with that? How do you com- how do you compensate deal work work with it? You know, what do you do to I I don't know. Or, or, it's, are you it's, still it's, the same? Uh, are, okay, is is the level of intensity still the same now? Is, oh, totally. Is okay. It's always been. It's my first. It's my, the first path I'm walking on this earth. Everything else is a bonus. Okay. Um. So how do you how do you work how do you work it now? Just daily. Uh, it's a lot of self forgiveness. I don't like to put a lot of pressure on myself on mortality and heaven and hell and all that kind of thing. Um, I'm very excited about the idea of free will. And how liberating that is, the fact that free will exists, I, I do feel entitled by it. I feel like I'm supposed to do whatever the fuck I want, okay. yeah, whenever yeah. I want, as long as I'm not hurting anybody and I'm growing somehow. Yeah. That's what we're here to do is grow. Um, and we're literally physically I mean, growing, too. <laughs> my, the, the, yeah, totally. The, like. the religion I was born into has all these ideas and all of these things that can be so intimidating. Well, were you born Catholic? Yeah, totally. Okay, Catholic. And I still am. Oh, right. My ability to, to think for myself, I've seen a lot of buddies I knew growing up in church that yeah. have just like have found something wrong with it and got the hell away from it as fast as they could. Yeah. I asked questions. You know, I've, What kind of questions would you ask? Um, you think? I can remember growing up in catechism and like just arguments with the teachers. Mm-hmm. I was the peace of mind they were trying to give me was not valid. And I know they were there to make themselves feel better and to give themselves validation and to fulfill their own agenda. Yeah. And they were really not qualified in any way to be teaching me anything. Fair enough. Which was the reason that a lot of these kids were like really getting away from it. They were like, what? That doesn't make sense. So it's all wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, I ended up directing my questions to a priest that actually helped me with. A lot of things. How was that, that was experience? Like, was that over time? Was that like several um, times? Like, was it like, was a, like, like meetings? Like, where, like it was maybe to? like crammed into like maybe a year or two year period. When, and when was that? Um, I think I was. So you were younger. Twenty. Okay. Not that much younger. Twenty. Twenty two. Interesting. So okay. No, so no, 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 no. I was. I was still. I was think I was maybe a senior in high school. Okay. It wasn't during that time. I may be a year out of high school. Yeah, or in, roughly that 17, 18, 19-ish. Um, but how was that experience? Like, what, what, what? Do you, can, thing, can you remember? Or what? Yeah, what was your main focus? Like, what was what? What was the? Yeah, what was the main thing? Um, I don't know. Question, it's, I mean, what questions did you have? How did how did they how did the priest react? To it you? had to. It had a lot to do with the things that you couldn't see and couldn't prove. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that could even be chalked up to superstition. Um. And um, I needed peace of mind because it was just there was too, it was too deep of a fucking you know alley to go down just not knowing anything, and I was already having interactions with things that I couldn't see. Yeah, and um, pretty much like I was starting to, I was when I would drum, and now I can look back on it and 
I know what was happening. Right. But at the time, I was there was this raw force. Um, I was drumming, and I would get to. Um, there was always a big part of my practice where I improvise for as long as I can, and you kind of fall into the pocket after you're going to run out of bad things to play and uh, you're going to have fun. You're, it's going to be monotonous. So it's going to be this state of almost uh, meditation or hypnosis that occurs. Yeah. And you're really, really just feeling you're grasping You're a conduit for whatever it is that you're channeling and you almost can't play a bad note, you know? Yeah. It's a very special place to get to that not a lot of musicians I know have been there, mm-hmm. you know? And um, it's a state of euphoria, even. And I would get to that state, drumming. It was very intimate, my own personal practice. And I was starting to, like, hear voices and shit, you know? Mm. And I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, Things were trying to communicate with me, and I was freaking out. There was, like, these inaudible voices that I was hearing. And um, outside of the, the practice space, even, like, I was starting to hear... I would hear like breath on, I feel like breath on my neck and I heard something call my name. Right. And I don't know. I've always had that kind of intuitive ability. Yeah. You know, and that made me question it's an ability. What if a human being is a Swiss army knife? What is all on it? Right. What are the capabilities? What I want to know what my birthright is yeah. as a human being, mm-hmm. you know, and that, Open like a Pandora's box as f- um, with my spirituality mm-hmm. and a level, a new level of honesty that come f- that came from uh, being taken out of my uh, out of my element and out of my comfort zone. Yeah, you know, because that scared me. Yeah, yeah. We 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 we, we kind of bring up a comfort zone every once in a while as far as like yeah. how do you, how do you, I, I brought the, I started off this episode with that generally totally. like how do you deal with that? Yeah. You know, the, the comedy the comedian inside of yeah. you comes out and like that, you that just scared me it. and you I knew I was I was. I knew it was real. Yeah. I knew I wasn't crazy. And uh, I had questions. And, what were some questions? And, and uh, I wanted to know about, about those things. What, what do they want from me? Mm. Okay. What is the interaction? Do I really have any reason to be afraid? Yeah. You know, I don't like fear. I don't like to feel that. So my, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, want, I want to understand it. Mm-hmm. I was trying to even maybe approach it, you know, in more of a scientific method. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be real with it, and I wanted to be honest and try to figure something out yeah. that would give me peace of mind. Right. Um, anyhow, um, there was this one priest uh, that I met that did that did end up talking to me. Nice. And how many did you he, go through before he got to him? Was it a few? Was it quite like, a few? Was it multiple? And like I, ended, I ended up offending them. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up offending them, and uh, and they were not comfortable with that conversation at yeah. all. It was not what they were selling. Yep. And uh, I got, I did get a priest to be very real with me, and he was super hesitant because he knew he was handing me a double-edged sword, and I, I all I had to do was convince him that I was already past the point of no return, <laughs> yeah. and I needed direction. Yeah. Oh, this is who I am. It's a part of who I am, and you owe me this. You are a resource that I have. I'm entitled to. Yeah. There's, I've grown up having to listen to all these rules and having to do stuff. But if I'm a Catholic and I, the biggest religions in the world, yeah. who are the resources? You know, where's the, where's the library for me to learn at? Right. Where's where's where all you, this? We we had an army at one time. Yeah. You know. Right. 
Uh, I mean, what, what, what's going on? You owe me information, mm. not this poem you've told me since I was a kid. Mm. That's how you explain something to a kid. Right. How, yeah, yeah. how right. are you going to satisfy um, an adolescent or, or, or someone that's becoming an adult? How are you going to satisfy them? Are we only nurturing children? Are we not teaching adults? Or, con- or continuing, yeah, continuing, continuing as adults? Because I like, stopped, it, as far as catechism, I stopped learning in the first grade. Yeah, is it suppo- is, and, and then the, another question can be, is it, is it supposed to stop when you turn to adulthood? Well, it kind know? of reveals it as a system, a system of control. Yeah, It's yeah. not meant for spiritual enlightenment. It's yeah. meant to get you to shut up and go to work. Because the fact is, if I was really following that religion, I could not get up and go to work for right. a society that does not accept my God. Mm. Right. I, I, yeah. I, uh, you continue, know, yeah, continue, continue, if, that's, if that's really where we're going, mm-hmm. if you want to make me feel fear for my soul, my eternal soul, and you want to get me to take it seriously, well, guess what? You just fucked up because now I care. Yeah. You know, right? I care enough. Yeah. Totally. I, I, and it's funny because I actually. So had now this, you owe you know, me the answers. Yeah, and I had this. I had, a, I had a similar conversation with a priest uh, about a year ago, and luckily he. Uh, I, luckily, I mean, I had one, and he he agreed mm-hmm. to like just kind of converse because he had some questions. He because I, I became a godparent mm-hmm. twice, so I had to take some of these classes, and it was kind of the same thing. So I've taken. I'm on my third godchild. Right. So yeah. so 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 you know, and and because. He brings up one of the things he brought up was like, okay, a child is not born, it's stillborn, right, or mm-hmm. something like that. Do they go to hell? And I'm like, well, if you're telling me, right, exactly. So I'm like, if if you're telling me that the rule is if you don't get baptized, you go to hell. I'm not saying this is right. I'm yeah, saying yeah. I'm saying the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And this mom, she got lit. I'm like, ma'am, and it, you know, it's, but but, it, but yeah, but I for, get it. But for me, it was cool because I was already developing this this uh, ability to communicate. So I was like, "Well, ma'am, just 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 reason with me. I'm not saying agree with me, but just listen to the reasoning." It was blind fear. I'm like, I'm like, if if this is the law that we're, that's the rule. Saying if that's the rule, what what can we do? I don't know. I'm not saying that the child deserves it. From, I'm not. Don't don't misjudge. From, don't misquote me. Don't misjudge me. But just understand that this priest just that's asked, what you taught me. Just ask. Okay. So when it's on the test, that is the right answer. Is I'm like, is that the yeah. right answer? And of course the answer is no, right? Yeah. And <laughs> so you're like, okay, an adult well, and you know that's not the way things work. Right. You know, it's not that way. I'll, anyway, so, I'll, I'll look back at, at, at religion and, and it's a poem. It's a cave wall drawing. Yeah. Is that really how a cow looks? No, it's more intricate than that. Yeah. It, it is. It's a cave wall drawing. It's, 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 it's to start you off. It's a starter pack. Yeah, starter your pack, spirituality is your responsibility. Yeah. You know? Anyhow. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so this continue, priest... Yeah, continue, this priest... Um, he was super reluctant. He didn't want to talk to me about it at all. And I was like, look, dude, cut the shit. What's up? And he starts, <laughs> he starts explaining to me his, his education and becoming a priest and, and uh, the, the knowledge that he gets from there. And he starts talking to me about, uh, you know, dimensions layered over each other. Mm. Uh, you know, um, and this is, you know, the physical dimension. Yeah. Um, and this is like the showroom of the universe. This is when, when energy resonates so much, it manifests physically. You know, we're lucky 
There's so much happening. And there's actually biological, like and we're lucky yeah, biologically. Dude, totally. And then, yeah. and then tied into in, spirit, like, on, on both ends. Yeah, on both ends. On both ends. I've always connect. seen the real science versus uh, religion or science versus spirituality or, or human intuition. Right, yeah, people try to argue and to me, that. It's always been, it's always been <laughs> yeah. so the same thing. I can't disagree. I you know, it's, disagree. It's, it's two different dialects of the same language. Same thing, yeah. You same. have two different ways to understand something. Right. Where, where are you complaining? Right. You're lucky. Anyhow, um, helping me understand that you know these things are drawn to to energy they're they're attracted to you in ways that don't aren't actually so like clean cut as positive or negative yeah you know it's not always black yeah totally it can be um you know one plus one still equals two but yeah (laughs) Yeah. uh but it it just depends on what's in the in the parentheses at (laughs) any given moment you know um and and where we are in relation but i mean so he starts opening my mind to that to these ideas and he you know has a couple of stories about uh possessions and and things that he's seen okay. and he told me some story about a possession that he went to evaluate in mexico and he was traveling out to this village and as he was getting close to the place uh he knew where it was because he could feel himself passing through dimensions to get there which means that this entity had cultivated enough energy to open a gateway yeah it was amazing yeah. uh, so whatever whatever it is yeah you know, whatever and, and even this is, even this is you know not every everybody can hear that yeah 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 you know um but it made me feel it gave me peace also because i was like i'm lucky to be here i mean if something wants to interact with me it's attracted to me not the other way around i have the high ground here yeah yeah. I'm achieving physical life right now. Yeah. You know, I felt so empowered by that. It's a beautiful thing to be a human being. Mm-hmm. And we live in a, in a society that wants to rob you of that. Yeah. It okay, wants to I make you I feel or, ordinary. It wants to make you feel like you're a like million a, of that's you. That's like a stretch. And ordinary. that you should just shut up and go to work because your time's not that precious. Yeah. It's like, no, that's, uh, sorry, that's false. <laughs> yeah, but totally, totally. Yeah. When I've, I've learned more looking inward than I have in any classroom anywhere else. Yeah. The only time that the only thing that's ever trumped that is when I do something with a team of people and together we do something greater than ourselves, yeah. something I couldn't do alone. Yeah. That's the only time I want to step outside of myself for something real like yeah. that. Absolutely. That's why, hence, you know, the bands. You know, that's music is what I do. I yeah, love to play drums, and that's where I go for that type of real interaction. And it is. It's been you've you've yeah over played, the over played the played time you've known me two years. Yeah, I've vented so much shit to you. Yeah, and has it not been like just this psycho fucking novella <laughs> of bullshit? Yeah, that's like based yeah. on like passion and emotional commitment and and just caring. Yeah, yeah. it's. It's a weird thing, but um. Yeah, because it's even one of those things where I say, you know, what do you give a damn about? Not what do you, not not what do you care about? Mm-hmm. No, what do you give a damn? Where you you can clench your fist and be like, yes. What are you hanging on to? Yes, like yeah. what do you have in in the grasp of your hands that you you're gonna hold on tight? You're not gonna let go, and you're not gonna let go. It doesn't matter what the pain may be, mentally, psychologically, yeah, physically. I mean, you know, you're gonna totally. You're, you're gonna, Aside from who I am as a person, drumming is the n- one thing I've hung on to the entire time. That's interesting. Um, totally. Um, everything else I've left, everything else is is not been as worth it. That's true. You know, and my, you know, one macro that I've discovered about myself, and this has come in the past six months that I've been really like, just for sure. Like I got even deeper in December because we took December off, mm-hmm. 
and in taking that month off, like I was able to do a lot of like w- my goal originally was to t- was to journal and like just put everything on paper. Well, it just didn't work out like that because I went to Nashville, then I came back, and I was with family. Then by the time school was out, so then I'm with my cousins because they're in, you know, especially my cousin that I take care of every once in a while. Um, I even had him on the podcast before, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, you get to spend time with them, and then like the whole family thing, and like but going through that deep work, it's like. It's it's trying to uncover that, mm-hmm. trying to uncover what what the fuck you know? Like, yeah, what <laughs> am I? It's like totally, it's like yeah. where 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 is this? What is what what is this? What does this mean? What you know? It's 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 kind of insane. Kind totally, of. I don't know. Okay. I think that's kind of uh, I think that's what any artist is chasing. Yeah, because like because oh this is what this is what sorry I I, had, I lost mm-hmm. the the moment that I was gonna say so what I was gonna say was in a, like to tie this in it was like for me my macro is music mm-hmm. like it's not guitar playing it's not playing an instrument it's it's the way it's the music that moves me and and it and it has moved me because like dude the other day and this just 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 to I was uh I was making like a new playlist of like a just everything that has encompassed my 26 years of living, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I started at the... I started, okay, I was born in 1991. What was I listening to? What was my earliest memory of, of music, right? So, yeah. I, you know, going from a conversation, but then it's like, well, if, if music is my macro, not so much instrument playing, but, mm-hmm. but just music, it's like, what was I listening to back then? I'm like, well, Intocable, like Selena, like mm-hmm. some of these, and I'm, I'm listening, so I'm, I listen for like an hour. I listen to like just Intocable, Selena, like David, uh, David Lee Garza, like a bunch of these 90s yeah, people, yeah. right? And I'm like, fucking, dude, like, the romance in those songs, like, the lyric, we're talking about lyric, right? So, yeah, yeah. so like, I'm like, and so, tying in lyric, tying in music, within what I just have in the beginning, what I had at the beginning of this episode, with Tim Ferriss, the Tim Ferriss podcast, the doctor, mm-hmm. saying how it kind of starts with the womb, and like that's like oh. that physiology plus psychology, and you know, regardless of if I have memory of it, well, whatever my family was playing of music, well, it's there for me, and that's for whatever reason, that's what's been my macro that's been standing out for the past twenty six years, mm-hmm. or at least that's my conclusion. Wow. And and so so it's like it's like music's my 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 maneuver, and that's one thing that I I talked to my parents recently about. It's like, you know. The music doesn't go anywhere for me. It doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop, and I, I like some, sometimes I literally have to, I have to I have to stop the physical playing of like on an MP3, like my with my mm-hmm. phone or my headphones. You know, I have to have silence sometimes. Yeah, because if I don't do that for an hour a day, it's going twenty four hours a day, for me. Yeah. So so it's so it's interesting like. It, I or at least I'll tie in like that. Like your drumming, where it doesn't like that's been your me- most consistent thing. Yeah, is like for me, it's 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 the concept of music, and mm-hmm. it being the universal language. Yeah, totally. Because I can listen, dude. I listen to from, from like Tchaikovsky and uh, Dmitry Kabaletsky and uh, Chopin and like like yeah, those well. guys, especially Chopin. Like Chopin, uh, there's a lot of his music playing the 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 movie The Pianist. Okay, yeah. Uh, that that it. guy who ended up getting uh getting free, but his favorite composer was Chopin. Well, that lady Frederick me- fucking Chopin. <laughs> I was at the same <laughs> Tombstone. Right, right. So but but like like if you listen to like it's to me it's cause he plays he has a lot of a lot of his like overtures and stuff are like in minor keys. 
but it's still, but it's minor keys are supposed to be like depressing and like really off key. Obviously, they're minor keys, mm-hmm. they're not major keys, happy and and bliss, right. blissful, right? Yeah. But the way Chopin would write, it's like, see that that moves me. I'm okay, not in an orchestra. I'm not trying to be in orchestra. I'm not trying to learn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was. I got to be in band. So we got we had concert season, right? We had, I learned timpani. I learned percussion yeah. stuff. Cool. But where drumming has been your consistency is like, mine's just been the music. Yeah, as a whole. That's and cool. and there be some and and this is where I get really, I guess Mac Mike. I get I get really micro in my own like thing. And my mom calls me crazy sometimes. It's kind of funny because I'm like I'm like listen to listen to the bird outside. The and layers. now, yeah. and now, it, she's like, "Oh, like it's like the birds are chirping t- today." Mm-hmm. It's like, see, like, l- like how many different songs are out there? Really cut, it's, cut it's, into it, yeah, right. And and see, that's my only point of like this tangent is is the for me, it's the music. It doesn't stop, totally. you know. And it, for me, it's it's way beyond understanding mm-hmm. because I don't try to be the best songwriter. I don't try to be the best guitar player. I enjoy it. But when I get to listen to somebody else's creation, it sends me somewhere. Totally. Beyond. And you don't have, you, you don't have the distraction of creating. You're experiencing. Right. Also. So, yeah. so there's, but there's my balance. There's a balance there too. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm in the band. I play, I help you guys out. I, totally. I write or, and I, I haven't even written in like over a year. So I, I don't, I wouldn't even consider myself a writer anymore. I did that last year, but honestly, cause one of my goals for, was it 20, one of my goals for 2016 was like, okay, I want to have one song get picked up by somebody i want it i want it mm-hmm. cut well then i helped matt from man the herdsman write he's like hey man i got this idea you know you want to collaborate boom let's do it knocked it out three four hours we knocked it out nice. later on in the year when he's getting ready to set up his new record which is out now called still saying he's like hey mm-hmm. man the song's going on the record and it's a co-write which yes. i'll fucking take and he's like yeah. hey man like it's it's gonna, it's gonna make That's the funny. record like you know like i like it i'm gonna keep it i'm like fucking hey like there there's my song nice yeah so then is. like so then, like a, we- a a time later, <laughs> Eddie comes over like, "Hey man, like I'm having trouble." I'm like, no, I don't think I don't think he, said he was having trouble writing. I think he was having trouble with something, and he wanted okay. to write. I'm like, hey, "Come over, I'm like bring if." And he's like, "Can I take a six pack?" I'm like, "Absolutely, bring a six pack." We'll bust out the guitars, and like now I have like my HDMI to my computer, so like I have everything mm-hmm. here. Everything's accessible yeah, in my room now. Everything's very reach. accessible. Yeah, yeah. yeah, everything's very accessible for for anybody to use. Like I, I it's it's open it's open, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's my library, <laughs> half library, half totally. bedroom. But uh, anyways, so then we wrote that song, and and then he finished the edit the next day, and he's like, "Hey man, this is like this is what I'm thinking." He's like, "What do you think?" I'm like, "I think it's good. I I, th- I think I helped him get to where he wanted to go." Okay. And yeah. so then he's like, he's Mission like, "Hey man." So then like oh, a time later, he's like, "Hey man, I think uh, I think I'm gonna put this song in the record." I was like, "Fucking a!" <laughs> like, nice. like, yeah. like this goes beyond my, th- you know, my yeah. even my even goal, my goal of like. Okay, I want to have one good cut this year, mm-hmm. but with that, it's like it it then allows me to to scavenger my own potential because <laughs> like okay, I've I've had two songs, two cuts. You can test it, yeah. Now, like where people are like, well, why don't you want to write a better song? It's like, well, it's not that I couldn't or I should. It's not that I shouldn't. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying what I'm doing is right. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is like well, the Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Like, well, come on. Like, why are we going to stop here? Why are we going to stop? Yeah. It's like, don't tie me down. Well, that's it, too. Yeah, goals shouldn't be restricting. If you reach a goal, then you just knock it out. You keep going. Yeah, totally. Yeah, don't take the day off just because it, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like, so, and like, you know, and, and then leading to 2016 when I lost the weight and, you know, try, mm-hmm. using 2017 to try to keep it off, you <laughs> know, because it's one thing. Like, it's, it's very easy when I, when I was motivated, like, oh, 
I found a system that I think will work because I trust this person. Yeah. So it worked. Okay, now keep it off. You know, since then I've gained 12 pounds. Yeah. When people are like, oh, you still look good. I'm like, yeah, but I've gained 12 pounds. Yeah, there's something that you are trying to maintain. Right. And yeah. th- that's the hard part because everybody's like, oh, everybody wants to go on a diet, but the maintenance. That's the one thing it's I've, I've, I've always easy. been conscious of. I'm like, I'm not going to do that the rest of my life. Yeah. I, need to, I need to understand my body somehow <laughs> yeah. and just give it what it needs yeah. to be its best. I, don't, I, don't, I still don't know what it is. I'm still just trying shit and listening. Yeah. And yeah. seeing what seeing what I, what more I can adjustments I can make. Right. Yeah. It's 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 super. But anyways, going back to like the the macros, it seems like mm-hmm. that that kind of like just move you and what you're adamant to do is like, well, you know, I'm if there's something, and that's why like now I'm so open ended, open ended, open minded, both. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like when like my cousin he'll he'll send me a song every once in a while because he he's he's in he is into the mainstream country scene. Mm-hmm. So it's like what we were talking about last week, where like we'll be somewhere and if I don't know the news. I can probably count on somebody to tell me the news. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, 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 so for totally. him, it's like if it's something in mainstream me- mainstream country music, like I can probably count on him to like You'll, just you, filter you it to totally me. You can totally get it from him. Yeah, yeah. He'll f- and I don't even have to ask for it. Mm-hmm. It'll just, hey man, check out this song. Through I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just through interactions, like, hey man, check out this song. I really like it. I'm like, let me see, let me see. You know? And mm-hmm. then I'll, I'll, I'll then of course presumptuously judge it because it's mainstream country music. <laughs> but then I get over it because then you get that you get that golden nugget that I'm like, oh shit, that's my new favorite mainstream country song that i would have never heard had not been for him it's the epitome of whatever marketing strategy they're doing (laughs) yeah Yeah, the 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 one little thing that makes the whole song work yeah and and i'll I'll say what song it is too it's called uh i think it's called marry me by thomas rett it's fairly newish been out for a little while and what gravitated me was the music video oh and so i'll Spoiler alert for people who haven't heard it yet (laughs) but you can pause it here and go listen for it's like it's short it's like three because it's mainstream media mainstream country music so three and a half minutes is your max i mean if you want to yeah. be on radio it's got to be good it's got to be quick and and even like eddie has to go through radio edits now you know for to get his stuff on the radio it's like it's it's a bunch of stuff that needs to be done yeah anyways but it you know she it, the the premise is like oh uh <laughs> she wants uh, the hook is she wants to get married but she don't want to marry me Ooh. so so they start off with this little boy and little girl and this little girl's walking down the metaphorical aisle with like a bunch of stuffed animals in the room uh, okay and the little boy's looking through the window like he's looking through like oh like like he he has her eye, but then like a football comes and like gets him, so it distracts him. Okay. Because because he's a kid. I mean, we're talking seven eight years old. Life starts happening. Right right right. Yeah. Like he he's noticed the girl, but oh but I like sports. Like like I want to go with my friends. I want to be with my friends when yeah. I'm in the summers, right? So then so then from there I think it, I think it builds up the football then transitions to high school football. Okay. And she's not a cheerleader, but she's in the stands like cheering like oh I forgot I forgot what his name was. It's like Ryan or something, but uh, mm-hmm. she's in the stands just cheering him on. She has like his support shirt or whatever, and okay. he's the quarterback, and you know whatever. Right. So then it's like okay, cool. Like, and then they have a thing, uh-huh. but there's always that distraction. There's always a distraction. Something always gets in the way. That keeps them- so then, yeah. so then they fast forward to like the bridal shower, and but it's like a, it's like a because the bridal shower is for the for the bride, so it's more mm-hmm. like a wedding shower. Okay, okay. Because it's because because what they do is like. The the friend who ends up not with the girl, she's getting married now to some guy. He looks like some frat guy. Like that's that's my that's my stereotype that I'll, I'll say. He looks like a frat guy. He's wearing like spares and shit. Like all right. <laughs> but uh, anyways, anyways. Uh, so then, so then they're getting married. So they're having like the celebration of getting married. Maybe it's like an engagement mm-hmm. type deal, engagement celebration, whatever. Well, this guy shows up because he's still the supportive friend. 
but he's drinking now. Like he's drinking. He's he's not drunk, but he's drinking. He's there at the party. He ends up leaving. Wedding day comes up, and and then uh, he goes away. And he leaves the gift, and again he has his little flask. So then, so th- mind you, through all this, like the song is going on, and like you know, uh, I, well I'm gonna look up the lyrics. Like, just so I can read the chorus out while I'm mm-hmm. while I'm finishing the, the video part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, so then they're at the wedding, and it's an outdoor wedding, but, you know, it's all nice and pretty. Mm-hmm. And she's very, like, the, the the girl they used for, like, the marriage, I'm like, damn, she's pretty. Like, you know, pretty, oh, okay, they did cool, a good cool. job. Uh, but, because uh, they keep, like, the age of the girls really, like, really close. And I, I think the girl in high school, quote, unquote, is the same girl that gets married. Like, they just, like, change, like, her hair. Okay, and they made her look younger yeah, yeah, and yeah. older. And, like, the, of course, the little girl's, like, a little girl. Mm-hmm. But they do a very good job of like, just converting the timeline. Yeah. So then. So then he leaves the gift and he's like, fuck that. He, he, he like, unlo- he like loosens his tie. He's like, no, fuck this. So then he goes to the diner where they used to hang out at when they were in high school. Because that's where they would go on their dates. Like, they would mm-hmm. go out and go to the diner. It looked like a Dairy Queen. It had, like, baskets and shit, like, oh, like lunch okay, baskets. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he's there and he has, like, a cup and he gets out his flask. He pours a drink, like, yeah. he pours a drink in a cup. He's fixing it so up. So then this is towards the end of the song, right? And, of course, like, I think it finishes with, like, the line of, uh, she, don't, she wants to get married, but she don't want to marry me. Well, she ends up showing up at the window and she's crying because she's she like she like oh, sh- she like shrugged her shoulders. She's like, I'm here. Like, she's like there she like did, in she the wedding dress. She didn't get married. Yeah, she's in the wedding dress in her little like Ford Focus or whatever little car. They're doing their little and, Ross and Rachel thing. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and he's there like about to drink his whiskey or whatever whatever drink he has, and uh-huh. she just shrugged her shoulders and starts crying like, I'm here. You know, yeah, yeah. I can't get married to that other guy who she was supposed to maybe because she felt judged. Maybe she felt she had to fit society. She had her parents said, "You mm-hmm. need to marry this person. You need to marry this type of person." You know, all these yeah, yeah. external she factors that affect. Yeah, or letting yourself. That's, be. that's very interesting because that, that's probably one of our commonalities as far as like letting enough external stuff come in to just maybe make a better judgment. Mm-hmm. But now making the ultimate internal decision of like, okay, this is, this is probably what's actually best and this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, on purpose. You know, because I think a lot of people want that and they don't know how to get there. A lot of people don't know that they're not doing that. Or, that's a good one. That may Yeah. It's oblivious to it altogether. Yeah. The intention's there, though. Yeah, because that's one thing that, like, I've, I've said, and this is more of a recent development as far as I'm not trying to fix the world. I just want to have a good conversation. That's mm-hmm. kind of my premise for now, you know. Uh, but it's but that that's but the way you put it all is also like it's just as just as possible. Yeah. Cause it's like, well, you know, then then what? You the know, like pe- yeah, like. And and funny enough is like for the people who say who who ask for your opinion, then then they ask you for your opinion because they're like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy's well judged. He knows he knows good. So let me ask him for his opinion. And then they end up like going on their own decision. It's yeah. like, well, then don't ask me as often. Like, I don't mind being, because that, that's one thing I deal with now. A lot of people <laughs> just want to be like, just want somebody to try to talk them out of it to see if they can. If you can make me feel stupid for wanting what I want, then maybe it'll change my mind. Right. But if not, then no. That's another thing. Like, you can't, that's, that's always comes back to you can't control the, the biggest coward in the world. It's going to do it whatever they want at the end of the day. Yeah. No matter how much you back them into a corner, no matter what it is, they're yeah, going to do what they want. It's just there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. It's, there's no way around it. All right. So I got the lyrics. So the bridge is – so so mind you, the bridge, because she's getting married now. Mm-hmm. 
to the guy who thinks is the guy of her dreams. Yeah. This, this uh, the friend is now fucking dreaded, dreadful, and he's just terrible. He's miserable. Miserable is the word I'm looking for. So the the bridge is, and I know, <clears throat> and it's funny because like the lyric to video is like, oh, it just changes perspective, right? It gives you like the mm-hmm. opposite effect. So like the bridge is, and I and I know her daddy's been dreading this day. Oh, but he don't know he ain't the only one giving her away. Oh, because he has to let her Cause, go. Because he's Fuck, now letting go. No, so, see, so that's how you sell <laughs> stuff. So then, so then the bridge ending. He's now walk, going back to this diner because he's just gonna drink and just be miserable in his own life. Because he never, maybe he never made the move. How maybe. many miserable people are there out there to connect with it? Man, <laughs> you just sold a billion albums, <laughs> a billion billion copies. We have a million streams on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, so so then the chorus is the chorus is I'll wear my black suit, black tie, hide out in the oh this, okay. So the first chorus. Oh, let me get to the first chorus. Uh. Is it the same? Sorry, that's my. This is my fault. Okay, no, it's it's actually the same because because the story still goes along with what I just said. As far mm-hmm. as like they grew up, he's like he's like he's he he notices her. He notices the girl for the first time at six years, seven years old, eight years old. Then high school, they kind of have a thing, but always have a distraction. It seemed I would say she maybe she moved, maybe she moved to college. Like we don't know the story. Obviously, it's just it's just a music video being interpreted mm-hmm. by this director that says, "Oh, I want to make the video for your song." You're young and you fuck shit up. <laughs> so then the yeah. chorus is, I'll wear my black suit, black tie, hide out in the back. I'll do a strong shot of whiskey straight out the flask. I'll try to make it through without crying so nobody sees. Yeah, she wants she wants to get married, but she don't want to marry me, is the chorus. But the video, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, that's a good-ass video. Yeah. And, and, you know, the good videos are far and few because there's those cheesy-ass mainstream videos. Yeah. But then there's the, those directors who want the mainstream guys. And they do a good video. I'm like, oh, like, and that's why it's like so sometimes a good video make a mediocre song good. Yeah, right. Yeah. And for me, because I listen to a song, I'm like, okay, this is a good love song. Let me see the video, because because you know, I'm like, well, yeah. she she wants to get married, but she don't want to marry me. I'm like, well, how what kind of video would this be? Yeah, the visual representation sometimes can help it cut just a little right. deeper. And like the one I've talked about a lot that I'll have to send you, JC, is uh, "Here Comes Goodbye," oh, by Rascal Flatts. Initially, I thought it was a love song because, like, here comes goodbye, here comes the sad times, here mm. comes the fall of every, uh, the the dread, shred, uh, dread of every tear. Uh, I don't, I don't want to cry. It, it goes on and on. It's called here. So I thought it was the first, and I, I was attracted to it as soon as I heard. it. I'm like, man, this is a great breakup love song. Here comes mm. goodbye. Like, yeah, you don't want to say goodbye to, or you don't want to hear goodbye from someone you think you love. Yeah. Right. And especially because I. I'm a hopeless romantic in the music realm, so like that's just the way I work. It's heartbreak, yeah. When you say like, oh okay, that's why like I never get tired of playing Imam Instead. I never get tired of playing some of these heartbreak songs. She in it. It's a great fucking song. It's a great song. I don't care what anybody says. I'll play it whenever you want. You know, drinking problem. I like the I like the I like the flow. It's a good flow song. Yeah, yeah, it's got a he's got a a unique groove uh, for like that music. Anyways, like here comes goodbye. Well, in the video. And this is another spoiler alert. You guys can go watch Here Comes Goodbye by Rascal Flatts. Now, mind you, I get no money for this shit. This is just good shit. This, this <laughs> is just good music that moves me that I'm like, okay, this means something. And uh, and we still need to finish up like last these last three, four years. Dude. We still, we still we're, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to we're, it. We're still, we'll get back to it. We got some time. Uh, you got some time? Cause yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay, okay, cool. yeah. Okay, so so uh, Here Comes Goodbye, if you listen to it, it, to me, it's a heartbreak song. Great. Let me see the video because like Rascal Flatts, they usually have some pretty good videos. Rascal, they're pretty consistent. Especially like, have you seen, have you seen What Hurts the Most? 
the video to that one. Uh, I want to say yes. I just don't remember it. Because that's a great ass video. That, that That's just a good general video. Like, mm-hmm. what it hurts most. Especially because that, that's a good heartbreak song. That, okay, the, the video made sense for that song. Well, yeah. for, here comes Goodbye, blah, blah, blah. Actually, I'll look up the lyrics for that. So I hate saying blah, yeah. blah. I hate saying blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, uh, so in the video, it's the, it's the mom and who would be the grandma. So it's the mom and then her mom. Okay. Well, they end up, going to they end up going to the cemetery well the the goodbye is the little they're they're the her little boy and then the husband the the how can i explain this so it's the mom and then okay i'll say mom and grandma okay they go to the grave site and it's son and then grandpa oh and the thing is in the in the song the i th- the little boy dies first oh. because in the video at the end, again, spoiler, this is a big spoiler. Like <laughs> these are big spoilers. Cause these are the ones that I'm like, Oh my God, like this it's, it's move. It's changing. It's life changing for me. Like I take it very seriously. Uh-huh. But, uh, but then the grandpa asked us, asked the little boy, cause they're now in the top stairs of the house that they live in. Okay. So like it's the, essentially their ghost. I mean, you can, you can portray yeah. it as a ghost, right? So then the grandpa says, what is it? No, yeah, is it, I think I think it's the grandpa that says, "What's it like?" And the little boy says, "Well, there's no more goodbyes." Oh. And the video ends. So yeah. you imagine they're crossing over. We can we can yeah, say, we can totally. say. I mean, this yeah. is just general, you know. But that's oh. another one where it's, it's not a love. Song. It has it was nothing a lot to do, deeper than, than. Yes, it has nothing to do yeah. with a a relationship love breakup relationship. Yeah, it's you know, not it that kind of goodbye. You know, yeah. It's it's a little like, or at least the director took it as, "Hey, how about we." You know, we do this and yeah. not let it be a love song. Yeah, totally. Super, super intense. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to get the lyrics right now because the the lyrics is like, oh, shoot, man. And I'll, I'm just going to read the I'm just going to read the chorus. It says, here comes goodbye. Here comes the last time. Here comes the start of every, every sleepless night. The first of every tear, I'm going to cry. Here comes the pain. Here comes me wishing things had never changed. And she was right here in my arms tonight. But here comes goodbye. I totally hear the love song there, right. but now knowing it, I'm all, it's almost giving me like almost an anxiety uh, with the lyrics because it's like impending death. Yeah. It's like, oh, here it comes. This is it. I'm going to die. Yeah. That's so, crazy. So, so no, no, no. So, no, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. The, the grandpa tells the son there's no more goodbyes because the mom at the end of the video says, um, tell my son I love him. Oh, that's that, uh, it's all it's all coming back so to me. They, but they do a sixth sense at the so end. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the, the uh, uh, you can assume that the son just died. The grandpa's been dead. Yeah. And they the mom and the grandma go to the cemetery, and then at the end the mom's like, "Tell my son I love him," and then oh, man, it's making me choke up just thinking about it cause I, it's it's because when I, because because of the video it changed my whole perspective on mm-hmm. what a song could mean. Yeah. And maybe this is not talking out loud, thinking out loud. Is like maybe that's why the music is my macro mm-hmm. because you shouldn't you should maybe try to get multiple multiple perspectives yeah, yeah. before this is what it is yeah be the be the guy that can see other things and totally. and, and and right now it's funny because like the guy you know the guys I know you know Eddie and Matt and these guys they're writing they're writing really lit- very literally right now which is good. I think because because my my next thing is like if you listen to like someone like Sean McConnell who co-wrote in Armstead, 
Now, Sean just writes for himself. Purely. But he talks about the evolutions of some of the songs he still plays today that he wrote mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Cause mind you, he's like 31, 32. I've, I've seen that process in musicians that I know and work with. And um, I don't know. It's kind of people will hear a song and they don't really understand that that person is building a writing process. Yeah. You know, and during that time, it's like a child learning. You're a sponge. Yeah. yeah. You're so affected by everything that you're hearing. Um, you hear a hook in a certain song. It takes, to, to me, and maybe this is not like an exact figure. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm in a band and if I'm with anybody, we're writing original music, I want like 30 songs. Yeah. After 30 songs, you're going to know. Your style, your writing style, your process, and maybe 30 is an exaggeration, but that's just how bad it's been that I want to exaggerate so bad that if they get even close to that, for sure they're there. Right, right, yeah. For sure they've learned themselves. They know their signature. They know when you're writing, it's coming from an honest place that's built on purpose. You've nurtured yourself. You can hear uh, in certain people, they'll write a song. Well, that sounds kind of like that song. Yeah. Well, it's because they're perfecting that style of song yeah yeah right and right, now right. what you're hearing is another evolution of course it's going to sound the same right. you didn't understand that these people <laughs> are like drawing the same picture yeah and now it's with more detail and the lighting's better right right and right, it's right. it's you know that's them right yeah and uh but i guess that's you know being a musician and seeing music from the inside versus being a fan and just kind of yeah. like window shopping right yeah you yeah. know and and being very judgmental without knowing, <laughs> right? But uh, but that's that's a, a reality, yeah. and it's a, that's okay. Um, but yeah, it's crazy how how the music, again, like it, you know, I at least what I feel, you know, it's just been what your experience has been with the drumming. Yeah, because you've talked about drumming more than you have, like you know, you've talked about drumming more than anything else. Yeah, that's all I talk about. Because it started with just learning yeah. it, rudiments and being influenced and like, oh shoot, okay, this and that. You know, it just yeah. it's just interesting. For me it's like it's a damn good song. And then the music video is like blowing my mind, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, cuz for me it's totally just every time I hear the song, I'm just hearing the drums. Yeah. At least for the right, first see? few times until I understand the whole song, what's happening drum-wise in the song, then I start to listen to the lyrics. Right. If nothing was crazy obvious yeah. and start listening to the guitars and start right. breaking it all down. But yeah, yeah. For and for me, it's for the most part like unless the solo is like really if if the solo is really good or if I know the guitar player, mm. if I've met them before, if I know or if I know who they are, like oh, it's Brett yeah. Mason, like this guy. He's, Do you follow them? And it is a song that you'd enjoy playing. Yeah, pretty much because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why you would like the guitar part, right? Because like, it's like that's oh, so, that sounds fun. And yeah. also, and what's helped me, I guess I, I'll say quote unquote helped me, is like when you get to meet them in person mm-hmm. and they're a badass person. Cause now I'll like and I'll I'll leave them un- unnamed, but there's some artists that I've met, mm-hmm. like nat- like we're talking natural artists that I've met like in person, and they're just shitbirds, and their crews are shitbirds, and that's very judgmental for me to say like you know they because I'm being judged the same way obviously, mm-hmm. or it's obvious to me, and I try not to be outward so much, but when you're just sour to people, it's like dude you're a human being I'm a human being, like I yeah. you know where you're at you know where you stand you're the you're the headliner today. Mm-hmm. You have this million dollar contract that you have to pay two million back. You know, it's like yeah. why why do you have to be so sorry? If you're so sour, then get out of the industry. Yeah, because totally because I don't know, I don't know because you don't have this problem and 
I've I've built up to it. I built my reserve now. But as far as not being scared to quit, a lot of people are scared to quit. A lot of people stay in yeah. for the wrong reasons. It's yeah. In anything. Totally. Anything. Whether it's, they work it's, it, it's a tough one. Whether they worked somewhere for thirty years, or it's something that they thought they thought that they really liked, but they're just scared to quit. There's a fear of quitting for whatever reason. Now we can again we can tie on the physiology. We can tie all the stuff that I just, yeah you know, yeah again, totally. Again, it's, it totally it's, it's applies. It's very relevant. It's yeah. very relevant. So that's why I don't judge people on that anymore. Mm-hmm. But I will tell people like if you're so unhappy, like on, I mean, honestly, cause I, that's why I try to talk in a very to- calm tone a lot of times. It's like, hey, there's nothing wrong with quitting. That's uh, at least I feel like that's, that's my job. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with quitting. Totally. Just move on. Um, move on to something new. Move on that, to something different. That actually can actually tie back into um, uh, after that the job I had with that contractor. Okay. That mentor of mine. Yeah. So let's go. Okay, let's go um, back to that. Go to that, and we're gonna go back to your. Uh, I then uh, start working at the sugar mill. Okay. And I do that for one season, and the work ethic that I had at my last job, there was more relaxed. They would tell me, "Hey, Akil." Uh, what was it? El trabajo no se acaba. You know, there's more work. You're, we're not going to be done, so yeah. don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. Yeah. You're, you're too efficient with your job <laughs> and your duties, yeah. and you're making us all look bad mm-hmm. because things are, don't work that way here. There's no incentive for that. For, for good work ethic, there's yeah. no incentive? Okay, yeah. I get it. So right off the bat, now my work ethic is being deconstructed. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I'm becoming very conscious of uh, the idea that is being projected on everyone that once you're done with wherever you work, don't do anything for yourself. Don't build anything for yourself. Go home and sit in front of the TV, get fat, whatever it is, get drunk. Don't use your time efficiently for you. Just rest up so you can go work again for someone that doesn't give a shit about you. It can't. Okay. Anyhow, <laughs> um, so I'm just miserable, and I'm like, you know what, dude? I'm already miserable. Things aren't going great. Um, if I'm going down, I'm going down swinging, and I want to go down trying to do what I love. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm already right. failing, I want to fail at that. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, so I remember having a conversation with my dad, and I'm like, I want to quit my job. And I've been talking to Ricky for a while, and we're going to make a go with this band. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go all in. I want to really commit to it and try to build this and see what else I can do. Um, I know once, if I can if I can just get this going, it'll be the proper vantage point for me to see what's next. Yeah, I'm in a place where I can't see anything. I'm not happy. This is not working for me. Yeah. And I need change, and I need it now. Yep. And um, and this is where, like, again, like I'm lucky to have that type of support. I have friends where their dad would have told them to shut the fuck up and go to work. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, like, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, what do you what think you, this what, is? Fucking what like, yeah. everybody gives a shit only about you. Like, people talk to their kids like that, dude. Yeah. No. Yeah. Or yeah. even if they're grown or not, they right. They can be ugly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, ugly the and my dad's the shit. He was like, he was like, do it. All right. He was like, if you, whatever you feel you have to do, do it. And I did. And I never worked for anyone again after that. Yeah. I've, I have my own welding shop at the house. Um, I build barbecue pits. I, I, I fabricate 
whatever and anything for yeah. anyone. Um, well, even your the, your the, jump cage the, that you the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got the, a jump cage. The the connect the connects that I made uh, with that last mentor welding. Like people remember me from that, and they'll give me work. Nice. Um, you know, um, and those are all just connections. Learning yeah. how to hustle, learning yeah. how to get out there and, and uh, still communicate and, and make yeah, and, and make something out mm-hmm. of nothing. Yeah. What skills do you have? What can you do with them? Yeah. How old are you? Yeah. How much data have you collected? Right. That's number one thing I see in people is they think whatever time they've had is just a waste. Right. Yeah. They're not yeah. collecting data and using it and formulating a new plan. Yeah. Going and there. and they're not analyzing any of that data. Mm-hmm. They just have it all stored for nothing, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, I continued to just be impressed with myself, and I never hit the ground. Obviously, I mean, I live with my parents. That yeah. There's some advantage there. Yeah. 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 But yeah. those Agreed. advantages, I stopped being sorry for a long time ago, or feeling weird or guilty about them. I've seen people, no matter what situation they're in, th- what are they doing? They're playing their hand as hard as they can, whether it's complaining or not or privilege it doesn't yeah. matter yeah so why why should i be any different yeah you know i'm going to yeah. do the exact same thing whatever i have that is uh, a privilege it's a gift and i accept it and i'm going to do my best to honor it yeah you know and even the, the even though the micro i've seen of, as far as like people still living with their parents like it's one thing i, I get the shelter shelter thing like we obviously ha- we mm-hmm. obviously haven't been kicked out right oh totally but yeah. but also but also the the fact of life Mm-hmm. I think is plays a factor differently for us than it does for other people who feel they're entitled, or 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 they're sheltered too much. I just know what shit there is to talk about. Fair it. enough. Okay. Because even because even like because a lot of people like well because not other people but parents I think say like well just stay here you'll save money. Mm-hmm. And then you're complaining about like not having a job or not doing whatever. Yeah. Some, something. Yeah. Totally. Sometimes. Sometimes. You need to go out and yeah. be on the be on the be on the road. Do something on your uh, yeah, own. Yeah, I can totally you see know, where lose that's some money. super. Uh, you know, that helps a lot of people. Yeah, and um, see, it's different for everybody. I mean, I, I, I could I could totally have seen myself just naive and fucking up horribly, possibly in ways I could not come back from. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, totally. Like what? Um, What's one? I mean, just give me an example. You can give. We don't have to give uh, everything, or, or you don't have to go so deep. Maybe there's but. a very obvious one. I'm not. Okay, it's very fine. comfortable that's talking fine. That's about. Fine. That's completely fine. But I know, I know myself very well. Yeah. And even in the best version of I of that that I am oh, now, you, that's yeah. still not the version I want to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the versions before, what I am now, yeah. and where they falter or would have under very obvious situations that I know I would have ended up in. Okay. And uh, no, this is right now a best case um, in a way where I still get to be me. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even even uh, one of my macros that I've come up with is uh, the best worst case scenario. Yeah. Like like what? Like, well, yeah. like is it really bad? And it's a it's a it's a it's a is it is it? Is it oxymoron where like you're contra- you yeah. con- you contract two ideas? Yeah, but it, it kind of balances out. In that time, I was I was getting, uh, and you've probably heard me say this already, but this is the time where I started to have that mentality of being busy. Yeah, and uh, understanding that problems you don't get rid of problems. Right. There is a never-ending. It's like that dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, yeah. los problemas no se acaban. Hay más. You know. Right. There's gonna be more. Yeah. You'll never be done with them. Yeah. Okay, good. So maybe I can choose which problems I'd rather have. 
Start thinking of things like that. That's less overwhelming. That's less impossible. Yeah. I can wrap my head around that. Yeah. Okay. And then also, uh, maybe I'm going to make myself so busy. I've noticed that in our society. If you're busy, people fuck off. They leave you alone. Yeah. I, and I and see, I've kind of seen the bad of that. Well, they, it, it's a double-edged sword. It, yeah, because it's affecting but my relationship. Some, some relationships. Well, totally. Some, you really have to like be selfish if you have a plan and it's for you. And, yeah. and there, there is some selfishness yeah. involved. Um, but it's also more about the idea of making yourself so busy with all the things that you love and all the things that you wish for yeah. so that you don't have time for all the things that you dread and that you hate. There's some obviously there yeah. can get to a point where you're running away from your problems. And you yeah. can't do that. Yeah. But in a healthy space, right. yeah, yeah, you're yeah. you're being selective yeah. about your issues. Yeah. Right. You're picking your battles, mm-hmm. and that's like a step to really getting into a, a good life that you're gonna love. Um, right. So uh, that ended up happening. Um, that same when and okay when was that? Just so I can know where, where we are chronologically. We're, we're getting close to like was, the now. That but. was the start of of. Uh, of Southern Ashes okay. and uh, me joining Lone Scar. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Lone Scar was in a state where, I don't know, if you ask me, I think the band was probably get like on the rocks and maybe about to. Just that's, that's really why I jumped in. Um, I wasn't in a place where I was comfortable with playing with a lot of bands. There okay. was an idea of loyalty that yeah. uh, that I needed to get over. Yeah, same. Yeah, and, I, know, uh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, totally. And it, it comes from. From playing, from playing, and with, doing, yeah, going out totally. And thinking, and this this is the one one way one guy put it that I met. He's he's like, you know, don't don't be a band whore forever. You know, don't yeah, well, don't. Well, the don't thing is, is that you're looking for something. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I'd like to think that we find it. Eventually. Right, and that that was that, that um, he just had a very like negative way of saying like yeah, that. Totally. Like, like he's like he because he, he he meant that like you know find a band that you want to that you want to totally. be in. you want to be. A, a project um, that you want to be a, a part lot of, of the times you have to build it. Yeah, um, sometimes you, you know, yeah, you have that. uh, that's that's been my experience. And even then, like I, I started doing this because I thought these were, this was my uh, area of expertise, and it's something that I could control, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. um, something that I'd be more uh, equipped to handle. So when I, so that's why I get frustrated when those, those problems come back to haunt me in, in pretty much the scenarios that I've either build, built or helped build yeah. that I was going to prefer. Mm. And they're still there. Yeah. The problems with the work ethic and getting everybody on the same page. Right. And, and uh, that's tough. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that whole time was, was uh, Southern Ashes uh, getting off the ground. Uh, me entering uh, Lone Scar. I think I met uh, Mike on a Sunday. Um I auditioned on a Tuesday, and the following weekend, I played a gig with them. I think we played Zombies in San Antonio. Okay. And uh, from then on, everything that happened felt meant to be, and I was just picking up breadcrumbs. That's all it was. (laughs) I was just pulling that thread and seeing where it would go, and it started to build and build and build. And uh, that's kind of where, when you and I met, I was... There was already a stagnant that was starting to grow. Yeah, the growth, like complacency, the, the growth, like and, and the and the the magic that there was yeah. in that wasn't enough anymore. Yeah, and I needed to grow and evolve into the next version of myself Same. that yeah. can handle all of those new issues that stemmed from accomplishing whatever short-term goals yeah, I had some, set some for new, myself. Some new things that set up, you yeah, know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even those things were only taking me out and putting me in a place where I could breathe. Yeah. 
and I could think, and I'm not reacting anymore. I'm I'm planning. Yeah. You know, there's more of a strategy in play, and um, again, it was the vantage point in which I could see what was next. You know, over what was what was what was the next goal going to be? Right. And um, that's kind of spirals into where I am now, because I I've seen. I've been totally impressed by by the people I worked with, the growth that's happened. Yeah. Even though on some days I'll still complain and say that it's not enough. Yeah. Uh, it's I'm still already amazed by it, um, and I still that comes. It can be frustrating too because these bands have been so lucky. Yeah. We've had so much uh, opportunity. I've been in bands before where, or I everybody thinks that they've been in a band where we've got everything going for us. We just didn't have the opportunity, or we didn't have was, the members. Yeah, yeah. Something else was wrong. Um, and these bands have all that. They have momentum. Yeah. Youth, opportunity. There are people helping us. People pushing us. People, you know, giving us shoulders to stand on. Yeah. These past few years i've been opening for national touring acts and on both fronts and yeah. both genres yeah, yeah, yeah you know and it's been it's been cool yeah i also know i didn't earn that it's not the work that i would have imagined that would have gone into opening for those acts wasn't done hmm. people were so impressed by what we were doing in an experimental stage that they were showering us with opportunity already before we even knew who we were and what we were doing as a group. Yeah. And me being probably the person in each band that has the most experience with the inner workings in the band and the, mat- the, uh, the way the band grows and matures, and all of these opportunities are coming before I can even say that we're a band. Yeah. That we're yeah. that we're yeah. that we know and that people are already real impressed and they're already and see that we can tie uh, that back into what we're talking about earlier as far as like artists like getting paid and not giving subpar quality exactly. because they've already been like oh you know this person we're gonna get you to this gig yeah and you're gonna open for this people like now you're all, now now you're showering Facebook yeah. oh we have this gig make sure you come come and hang out with us blah blah, blah. Totally. And, there's all these illusions of, of success that it's easy yeah. it's easy to get caught up in them and it's easy to think that you don't have to push. Yeah. We're not the car's not rolling yet. You still have to push. Yeah. You still have to paddle before you can ride that wave properly. Yeah. And I'll say it too. And and then these guys are not nobody's like an, an asshole or anything. All the yeah, things yeah, all yeah, the yeah. things that they that I maybe think is either, you know, quote unquote wrong with them or, <laughs> or right. not not up to par. Right, right, right. They're it's not something that's happening intentionally. Yeah. I've I've obviously have, have put a lot of thought and a lot of theory and a lot of focus and a lot of planning and a lot of dreaming and a lot of everything. Yeah, every, I mean, you know, every, my whole my whole mind is in this. All that we've developed totally. thus far. <laughs> yeah, like um there's a few few musicians that I know that have been doing this for so long that are actually using like I said You've been collecting data this whole time. I don't yeah. care what scene you're in. Yeah. You should know how to dominate that by now. Yeah. You know, for a lot of people, it is you don't have the right team. You know, I have a lot of ideas I'm not going to talk about because I've spent time thinking of those. Yeah. And they're not totally unique and totally original. Maybe other dudes have spent time thinking about that, too. But you know what? I don't see them out there doing it. And right now, I don't see myself out there doing it either. Right. But I'm, like, rushing as fast as I can. Yeah. Because I do want to be that guy that did that. Right. And you know, fun, okay, funny thing for me is that when I say things out loud, they fall, they they don't fall through because they fail. They fall through because I said them out loud. Yeah, <laughs> it's like writing sense? in a journal. You like, vented it. It's like, damn it. You know? Now, and that's why now, like, it's 
Sometimes you lose your thunder over it. And for me, uh, yeah, it, it depresses me way. because I'm like, now I feel like like I don't even want to talk about it anymore yeah, because yeah. I'm not going to do it. I want to do it already. Yeah, yeah, I'm same, trying to yeah. bully myself into that discipline where I actually do it. Yeah. So and I'm there all the, every step of the way being like, dude, you're all talk. You already fucking said yep, that like a bunch of yep. times. Where is it? Yep, Where is it at? You're just as bad. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why now like it's very easy for me to just stop talking. Yeah, totally. It's, I'll I'll stop at the end. If 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 mm-hmm. that person leaves, or if that person says the right sentence where I don't have to respond, and it's not a direct like, I'll leave it. Yeah, done. That's it. That's just it. leave it. I'll leave it alone. You'll go see me do whatever I need to do, and that's it. Yeah, because that's what happens to me. Like for over the past year, probably the, probably a year, not year, not two years, but because especially two years ago, I was really like just dead centered on my like my health and learning about my blood and like okay i need to look for this i need to work this okay mm-hmm. okay now how how are my parents blood how's my what's my blood cycle like my family like okay what what am i what am i likely to get when i get older so mm-hmm. i can start working You're on that shit now patterns oh and, yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's all relative right but but in the past year it's been more of like oh i'm gonna do this and then it's like hey andy did you ever do this like no no, I, I, I didn't do it's it. It's okay. But, I mean, you kind of right. have to forgive but yourself, too. That's okay. Exactly. So so now I'd rather, I'm just going to do it. And, and it's like, you know what? There's only a certain amount of people, there's only a certain amount of people that can hear this that mm-hmm. I know it won't go fault. Yeah. I won't go default, fail, and or not even fail, default and not do it. Mm-hmm. I, can know, I can tell these handful of people this is what's going to happen, and that's it. Yeah. And that's it. No one else needs to know. Because no one else, and also this this is a selfish thing for me, but for me, no one else really cares. Yeah, I get that. You know, and, and you know, it's it, not the way you do because it goes back to like the it goes back to like the social media stuff where, you know, people want their people want their million likes, they want their thousand views, they want their million views. It's like, dude, unless you're monetizing, you don't need any of that bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, unless you're monetizing, which you can barely do through YouTube now. You know, you're getting yeah. you know, cents on the dollar, less than a cent on the dollar. You know, like it's like what's the what what. Yeah, and that's because for me that that's where ego comes in, right? We can that's talk what, about that's ego. what it is. And it's like, okay, so then what? You're gonna do it again and again, and what are you gonna, what do you really get out of that? What pleasure do you get? Yeah, and well, and some people answer because like, oh, like they want to have success with it. I I kind of I kind of get it, but it's like, because this because then it goes to me like. What is your action? What is your mission? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you? I, don't know. I think it, it's half wishing for stuff, and it's half the little rat pressing the button and getting the treat. Yes, that's a good. You one. Know? That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I, I can tell you the, the signs behind it. Like, you, have you ever like dopamine and like stuff like that? Like yeah, yeah. Do, yeah, you, yeah. You're getting a yeah, dopamine you press rush, that, that button all day. Yeah, so that's why yeah. that's why you post and you get likes and you're like, oh shit, you get totally. a shot of there. Yeah, it's and you're, refre- you're refreshing for hours on the day, you know, yeah. for minutes on the day, and yeah, and, and and wondering what it what it could all mean yeah. and all the implications that could ripple out through just that. Yeah. Right. All right, man. So we we keep going on a tangent, which is fucking mm-hmm. great. It's it's, it's it's all good. That, that's the point of the conversation. Uh, so so now Southern Ashes is together. You, mm-hmm. uh, Lone Scar as well. And you guys are so. I mean, you guys are yeah. doing well because like like I told you last time last weekend was the fact that you know when I've told people like oh yeah he's the drummer for Lone Scar people are like oh really like that's cool like mm-hmm. oh, like they know they at least know who Lone Scar is. Well, they, the, the, that ba- that band's name's gotten around a good cool. bit, and we we have been all over Texas. Uh, um, a couple times now, and um, I mean, even now our collaboration with uh, with Rapper Rouser, we got we have our own beer. Nice. I mean, that's badass. You yeah, see what I mean about cool. opportunity yeah. and all of these things that 
I mean, not having them before and having them now, like I know how precious of a resource all this can be. Right. Yeah. And um, so, what 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 else has has been, has there been anything else in between? You know, now you're star, you're you're on a roll. Now, I mean, you've you've briefly now already talked about like where you're at now, opening mm-hmm. for acts. Uh, you know, make, gaining some traction with Lone Scar or so the Nash. Yeah. You know, both ways. You guys, because. I mean, there's there's some type of rec- recordings out for both bands that you guys. Yeah, can find, that was that actually really fucking out. sweet. Last yeah. year, uh, both bands really uh, released uh, music. I'm super proud of that. Um, you know, and that does help. I mean, it's yeah. it's good incentive. I, I like it. It gets the guys fired up. Yeah. I was like, let's chase that. Let's do more. Yeah, let's do more. You know? Yeah, that's um, part of the biggest thing. It is. It is pretty cool. The hard um, part is the quiet time, the downtime. Yeah, because you have to you have to filter. Th- well, okay, that's where I have to filter through my my self talk. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to filter through. Okay, what am I talking? What am I telling myself? What am I doing? What am I exactly? How proactive? How how active am I being? Because I'm not being active. I'm gonna I'm gonna fall in a hole. And yeah, time be- it's not gonna be good I, for anybody. I also find myself asking, how realistic is what I expect from the people around me? You know, and what is possible? I understand their lives. That's the reason why I do that a lot too. I dig in. I don't want to. I don't want to misunderstand somebody. Yeah. And create a problem right. and expect something from them that's not rational. Yeah. Because then, then I'm the asshole. <laughs> no matter how productive I'm trying to be. Yeah. You know. Um. You know these guys have their own lives too. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, especially having to work with the the dynamic of a band. You know, and it's hard to get five dudes to want the same thing long enough uh, yeah. to make it happen. Long enough is the key word. Yeah. Because it happens. I've seen a lot. This is one thing that I and I've talked to you about this. Yeah. I've talked to uh, other buddies in in the metal scene mm-hmm. and and some of the dudes in the country scene yeah. where it's just like uh, band trying to protect band morale, and then sometimes uh, certain people are like ready to grind, and other people aren't. And by the time that shifts back, whoever was all for it in the beginning's attitude is already destroyed. Yeah. So they need to like summon this crazy discipline yeah. to recreate. Everything that they felt while it was convenient at a time that it's not convenient anymore mm-hmm. because now you're the missing piece yeah. and you need to put your emotions aside to jump back in and strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. That's like the biggest, one of the biggest things in, in, in bands I've seen where people are just trying to keep their attitude okay. And some people aren't. That's why their right. shit's a mess. Yeah, yeah. And you it know, just, it just because um, it's easy to see who's the problem. And it's hard to turn that back on yourself and yeah. be like, okay, right now I'm the problem. Yeah, right. I might be right about whatever I'm bitching about. Yeah. And I've been right this whole time. Right. Because I've seen dudes uh, turn a new leaf and start being productive. And then maybe there's leftover resentment from when they were being so shitty. Yeah. You know, and yeah. there's and there's all the, the all the great burns that are left over to fucking throw in their face. Yeah, all the you guilt. Know? That, yeah, you and uh, and sometimes there's nowhere to put them. Mm-hmm. And I'm and it, it it happens, you know. And not not to mention, I mean, for a lot of musicians, there's a bit of emotional uh, commitment that's invested in the band. Emotional investment, you know. So it can be very personal. Yeah. And you're gonna strike a nerve. Uh, the band Unfathom that I have. Mm-hmm. That's the the longest running uh, commitment that I'm a part of, and it's just me and another member, and uh, we've worked with other dudes. I mean, we're all great now. Uh, so, what, what, how many pieces is that one right now? Two people oh, are in that you, band. So, how does that work? How's that working? Or what are you guys? We're writing original music. Okay, you're just writing right now. You're, crea- uh, yeah, you're producing and, and, music, and it's, creating music. I, I don't want to say. Um, I don't know. There's there's something about what's happening there, and how emotionally invested 
we both are in that yeah. and how clean we've tried to keep it and protect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not necessarily from people that were intentionally trying to be destructive, but just uh, maybe were without that being their intention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just know, not knowing better. Um, and then there's just, you know, trying to find a certain caliber of musicians. We've auditioned on and off for a long time. And uh, we've told people, hey, man, this is I this band can offer you this satisfaction of what you want to get out of the band. I ask people that. What do you want to get out of the band? OK, great. I'll offer you all that if you just learn all the material. This is the buy in. This is how you come in yeah. and become a member. Right. Learn all the material. Um, and after you learn absolutely everything, you'll have a good understanding for the band. And then you'll probably be you know, qualified to write for the band because you'll know the direction, you'll know the signature. That, that group is the most developed sound I've ever been a part of. Interesting. That's reached the, the point where we've written enough songs to where we know our style. Yeah. It's very well defined. It's a very mature sound, I think. Right. Um, do you get? Have you guys recorded it at all? Did you guys we uh, recorded a track uh, that we decided not to release. Okay. Um, my experience in the studio has been uh, an uphill battle. Yeah, I can. Um, I can only imagine because honestly, a, a lot of compromise. Yeah, I, and that, that's the thing. Like even, even I mean, yeah, I mean, even because all I've seen is just in Nashville. Doesn't I, matter how I, how professional somebody is, nobody's gonna care about your song more than you. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that's and the that, bottom. That's line. why, like the guys like Sturgill and these guys that they. Jason Isbell is another one that's been a big influence on me because you see him in the studio and and finding that right producer that allows yeah, you. Yeah, we're just really to open we're really up. right now training ourselves to record our own music. That's yeah. the goal. Every everything that I want um, any band I'm in to achieve or a system I want them to perfect um, is the same in that group as well. The theory is all there. We just don't have the members. Yeah, um, and uh, we're actually given up on trying to find members and are saying you know what let's just write let's keep writing the sound is more mature and more well put together when it was just the two of us so let's hey man let's leave it alone yeah stop wanting things that aren't happening yeah and work with what you got yeah well and I, and yeah. the one of the biggest things is that we're in the fucking future <laughs> yeah. we don't need yeah. all that yeah you don't need this guy, we can program the other half of whatever guitar tracks he writes if we really wanted to put a live show on we could yeah well that's what well what i was gonna tell you is because there's this band called friendship commanders and they're based out of nashville but they're mm -hmm. very i have to say anything because I, I don't even know what to call them it's very heavy it's like heavy grunge or something but but oh, cool. it's a drummer and his wife oh wow. his wife sings plays guitar he drums and it's two-piece band maybe i just need a wife Maybe you need that. Maybe you might. You might. You might. <laughs> Funny enough, Eddie, Eddie made a comment a couple weeks ago. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Where he's like, he's like, have kids and a wife that, that can make a band, like make a band together. You know. Like, oh, any musician. That's all you're thinking. If you have, if you, if you have a family, you're like, one more member, <laughs> so five, we can have a synth five, player five too. <laughs> That's We're getting the band together. That's super um, funny. But yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I just want to throw that because I, I, I've now seen it. I had never seen it happen, but now I see it's like, oh shoot, yeah, like they're dude. doing it, like and they travel and they do their thing and they come back, they go totally. back natural. Because he's session, he's session plays. He's he's on Eddie's records. He's the drummer on nice. Eddie's records. So that's how I know who he is. Period. Uh, right now, I'm just trying to use whatever experience I have and collective experience I have with the people I work with just to remove obstacles. That's the number one thing. Mm -hmm. Is is I have uh, to agree. Life is already hard. 
this we're already pursuing something that's nearly impossible um there's enough given problems that are going to occur let's remove everything else yeah all the excuses um the whole uh not showing up to practice prepared like get on your own team for two seconds that's that's not that that doesn't deserve to be one of your problems Mm -hmm. that you didn't practice yeah you know those types of things get all that shit out of the way yeah what excuses why aren't we doing what we want to do yeah and now, so so let's go macro because we're we're gonna start wrapping up. We're we're, yeah, reaching, we're reaching three hour three hour mark. Yeah, yeah, we're reaching three hour mark yeah. here. Uh, it's been a while. Since, it's been like two months since I've had a three hour podcast. But but that you know, why aren't we doing what we're doing? So the the mac. So so then so now let's trace it back to the the yeah. big picture of like why aren't you doing what you what you want to do? Mm-hmm. Have you even tried it? You know, like and and uh, because the. Uh, Honestly, the the first answer is fear. You're just scared. Well, yeah, yeah, and it's still. Uh, I I had I had another answer, but it does still even come. There is some fear involved. Um, what was your answer? Right, right now there are things that I have that are just plans. Yeah. Um, I am moving on them, but I'm not quite where I want to be. Yeah. Because I'm stubborn as shit. <laughs> I'm so stubborn, and I'm I I want it, especially for groups like Unfathom. Yeah. It's been such a long time coming. Yeah. I mean, nobody's heard of that band in a long time. Yeah. Since from when we were playing shows with uh, members that we had originally. Okay. We've grown so much more than them. The right. quality is through the roof. Right. There's so much em- emotional attachment involved that I would just die if we misrepresented ourselves somehow. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. You yeah. know? Yeah. I, uh, same with the other bands. Yeah, yeah, right, You right. know? Um, we're already getting to the point where, uh, you know, shit or get off the pot. Uh, we're doing this. Yeah. Are we better than we were last year? Yeah. Why not? No, there's no excuse already. Yeah. Your feet are wet. We're yeah. doing it. Yeah. There's w- w- how much more are we going to warm up to it? Mm-hmm. How long does it take to do these things that are within our reach? Right. You know, is there some type of standard we're looking for? Is yeah. there s- no? And then, and then defining that standard. If you do, yeah. if, you, if you say I mean, yes, oh, I want to be good. Well, what what does good mean? If you're looking to the people next to you, especially where we are, the bar is not very high. Yeah. Don't look around for an answer. Yeah, yeah, that's what you gotta go. You got You have to go internal. And totally. and so so macro of like okay now people listening, you know like now we've talked about you. We talked. I I gave a lot of more insight about me. Just thinking about things that you have said, but you know for everybody else also thinking listening to this episode, mm-hmm. it's like you know there's, there's you know, we talked for three hours on a lot of things, and it's like the macro of like now me asking out. Is like, why aren't you doing what you want to do? Yeah, you know. And then there's a there's a thing Jordan Peterson brings up. Uh, you know, heaven and hell. You know, define your heaven, define your hell. And maybe you won't reach like every ounce of your heaven, but you're you're. Gonna, but if you write your actual hell, like what is your worst case scenario? Like where you're willing to die for it. Mm-hmm. What is your hell, and what do you do to stay away from that direction? And it's very, it's very intense. It's very intense, mm-hmm. and and I've now talked. I talked about a lot of points from him through general. I mean, a bunch of conversation. I bring up every so often on the podcast, also. Uh, but it's but it's one of those things, and that's kind of what's driving me right now. Mm-hmm. Is okay, defining my heaven, defining my hell, and just staying away from the hell. Just yeah, don't, run just, the other way. Yeah, just don't go that way. Run at yeah. least at the very least. If you don't, if you're too scared of your own heaven. Like that's pretty that's pretty intense. You're like, you're a masochist. But to but to be <laughs> but to be fair, because 
people maybe they're not aware. Maybe you know, there's there's so many factors that we could that yeah, we can tie no, in that right. that then ties in perspective. And that's why I have the almost when someone's being an asshole, it's like, well, just be an asshole. It's fine. I can do. De- I can deal with you mm-hmm. because I'm also a human being. Because yeah. I know there's certain, there's certain things that get me pissed off, and I'll beat some ass. You know, I'll beat some ass because yeah, I'm, I'm just yeah, ready yeah. to beat some ass. Uh, but anyways, uh, well, well, let's just end it there because I think that's a good point as far as like, you know, why aren't you doing what you're doing? Defining your heaven, defining your hell. Yeah, and, and you, really and, doing and, it and though. the ability to call bullshit on yourself. On yourself. Too. Yeah. Because yourself. you you it's. You can have that perspective and then still protect your perspective. Yes, 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 and yes. And be like, yes. oh, no, no, but I justify it in this way. And, and that's there's why the ego. Like, no, well, wait a minute. You're already, it's like, it doesn't work You like already that. broke the rules on that. You know, <laughs> that's not truth anymore. You're yeah, already infected it. It doesn't work. It yeah. doesn't work. And it's, it's so crazy. And, like, you know, one day I hope, you know, for the people who, because some people do too, I'm like, man, like, like, where do you get your thinking from, blah, blah. I'm like, I just hope that one day, not even the near future, but just one day, period that people can understand this conversation but the, but better this, this comes from from i think an internal quest this comes right, from right I'm not, exactly. I'm not a very well educated person by any means at all fair enough okay. all we've learned is that i'm a horrible student <laughs> by definition i fucking totally i'm horrible horrible student late bloomer i think i'm incompetent in all these ways um but Whatever it is that I, I have that anybody can see as any type of wisdom is just whatever data I've collected yeah. and whatever and used whatever yeah and whatever uh, honesty I I have yeah. and uh, looking within yeah and see and see that that's why I'm saying hopefully one day because you yeah. have people have to realize you have to look within to me that's that's divine intervention yeah you know and yeah. we have all these systems of credibility that want to cut you off from that. And even divine, that sounds very religious. Uh, yeah. Um, but it, it still is, like I said, a cave wall drawing for uh, intuition or feeding off of, of I don't know, the, the universe, you know, whatever knowledge there is for you to pick up, to pick up on. Um, I, that's, I think, is one of the most trustworthy sources of information any human being has. And we're trained not to trust that. Yep. Yeah. No, yeah. And the last thing I want to bring up, because, yeah, we're, we are cutting it very close. But uh, this book, it's called Power of Myth by Joseph Campbell. Mm-hmm. He's already passed away. But he wrote this book, I believe, back in the 80s. Oh, wow. Definitely recommend it. It took me three months to read this. And I have two copies. I have the paperback and I have a, I have a hard, hard, okay, hard cool, cover. Cool. But anyways, we're going to wrap it up here because, yeah, we're, we're literally yeah, we're, we're way out there. We're, <laughs> we're way out there. But, yeah. but anyways, JC... We're gonna we're gonna definitely do this again. We're gonna. I'm down. Yeah. But uh, but people now people have your thirty years of living. I know, right? That's a trip. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, when we started, I don't even know if I did say it or not. <laughs> that uh, all this stuff has just been in my head. I obsess over it all the time. You did say it last time. Yeah, and, yeah, but yeah. And it's but different yeah. to hear it out loud, out loud or to have somebody else kind of pull it apart. Um, uh, some of it can be I also kind of like personal, and I didn't really, uh. Not that I didn't plan on sharing. You weren't sure if you're if you're gonna come to like something that you weren't comfortable. You you just said yeah. like that's fine, that's fine. I'm not yeah, gonna, you know, we'll, and, we'll maneuver. And and, uh, and I tried my best to word things in a way that I wouldn't offend anybody. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but that was just my my view. Yeah, thirty years, people, four hours up, four hours of conversation, four and a half hours of conversation. Uh, yeah. but we'll uh, we'll be back soon. I'll have JC's social media again on on the po- on the show notes, and. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Peace.